You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contact's code names are Luke. What he thinks about like Oprah's world and his world. Everything that this guy has done, he's a gargantuan mind complete fucking intellect and he can't relate and he's sitting here talking to this fucking nerf ball of a person that i think the most annoying thing about a, a, a bio movies is when the person is recently deceased and then they're like canonized all of a sudden my so i got the flu shot last year i was one of those people for a minute because i got the flu shot in 2007 and then i got real sick and i blamed it on the flu shot but i was just probably a loser and that's all it was and scott so no, I, I'm not concerned. If I was a, a glistening Caucasian uh, Christ that everyone looked up to, I would say, my disciples get the vaccine. It is all right. His uncle was a Bush guy. Welcome to the Is It Safe podcast. Another episode, another opportunity for us to ramble on about trash. That's what we do on the show. I'm Michael. It's Luke, Jay, and Matt in the His House. The His House. Is that cool? Do you guys say His House? That's cool. That's really cool. I bring it back, Matt. <laughs> Super cool. 20 years old, which means it's cool. about to friend. You guys still raise the roof, anybody? <laughs> no? I've been As doing it. that. I've been doing that since day one. I haven't turned back. <laughs> Mm, that's good to know. That's good to know. John is talking about his uncle was a Bush guy. Please continue. Yeah, I thought we were heading for the mountains of Bush. Let me hear it. <laughs> he headed for the mountains. R.I.P. My uncle, who drank probably seven million bushes. <laughs> so as a kid, we'd go over there, you know, and um, back when returning bottles was cool. And uh, oh, it's yeah, still cool. It was, Trust me. I just got back into it. Actually, <laughs> I, I took I took a couple of years off of returning bottles. Unfortunately, I uh, just put them out by the dumpster. But yeah, my uncle would have literally mountains of empty bush cans, and my sister and I would go over there. You know, put them into glad bags, and I don't know, make anywhere from eighty to a hundred and twenty dollars. Like that's how many. The banquet beer. That's that's <laughs> like. Uh, what do you think? What do you? What is the time period? You think for that bottle accumulation? Uh, it, I mean, it was months. Like okay, you know, okay. Yeah, he wasn't. Okay, okay. It's like, hey, Uncle Bob. We're, yeah, we're gonna come. Was over, he Uncle Bob uh, every Sunday? Uncle Bob. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Dude, Uncle Bob. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Uncle well, Bob's, my Uncle Bob's a my uh, Uncle Bob's a Budweiser guy, but yeah, you know. Very <laughs> I didn't know that. People. It's Anheuser Busch. <laughs> They're very different people. So yeah, it is but, it, butter, it, butter Bush. Yeah, in Oh, good, man. Remember when beer commercials used to be so good? Like the Michelob commercials used to be short films, basically, with a woman with Jordache jeans playing billiards. And, you know, it had this sure kind of short narrative. The Jodie Foster rape movie? It's good job. <laughs> Panic Room? No. <laughs> yeah. Different guy. Oh, uh, what is it? A dick uh, add something. Come on. Uh, Add, afflicted, uh, no, addict. Uh, what is it? I, I can't believe I can't remember this. It's, it's not. It was the HBO original film. So. 
The accused. The accused. The accused. Gosh, <laughs> the afflicted. <laughs> it was something A, yeah. I was like, uh, the something. I remember seeing that yes. movie when I was like, I think it came out like late 80s or 1990, because I saw it on HBO at my apartment when I was like nine. My mom was watching like it one night. It was a nice Saturday night at the apartment. Shit hole apartment that it was. Me and my mom and HBO, my two brothers. Though. Yeah. We did. Get, my mom has good. always had HBO. I mean, we always lived in that apartment was a shithole. That place <laughs> like, was a dump. That's like the CD motel you go by. It's like it HBO. Was like that. Remember that? You, you, you like you? It would say it Color on the market. TV. Vacancy <laughs> yeah. HBO. Yeah. yeah. Hourly <laughs> rate rooms. It'd be missing. <laughs> it'd be missing the. It'd be like missing the B. It would just be like H space O. <laughs> it, yeah. That, jacuzzi that was that AC. Yeah. Yeah. No jacuzzi. <laughs> That's Mike the apartment did. where I developed my fear of mice. It was just disgusting. Oh. It was. Did, but did HBO right get, you, a, get you through some HBO nights? was great. It did. Well, we didn't get to watch TV at night because there was only one TV in the whole apartment. So, and that was you couldn't be watching that. It was bedtime. There was no there was no privacy in that apartment. It was very small. So, we lived right behind Bed Botsford Hospital. I don't think it's called Botsford Hospital anymore. But uh, oh, Botsford. Yeah, it was over in Farmington Good. Hills, like border, but yeah. not like the nice Farmington oh, Hills not, border. Not Botsford. Going down Grand City. River, more towards Detroit, where all the names change from Mile Road into Finkel and all that shit. They're no longer Six Mile <laughs> or Seven Mile. They're, what do they turn into, those different names? There's I think Finkel. Five Mile is Finkel. Dude. <laughs> What's the other one? Baseline, obviously, is Eight Mile. Eight Mile. Uh, yeah. There's another one in there. Well, they all have they all have different names. The like Schroeder, Easter, Schrader. The Easter you go, the the further east you go. Uh, M59 has what three, two, well, two comes, or three different names. Comes Hall Road. Uh, yeah, it's Hall Road. People love and this then, shit. Uh, this is why they tune in. That's they right. Know. What uh, are the local well, names? You know, like Big, the, uh, Big Beaver, um, Highland, Maple, Big Beaver, all that. That's right. I'm Big just saying the, the names the names up north are just as you know. Uh, they just change to something else uh, nice when you beaver. cross. Uh, I don't Thank know what. You. What is the? I just had it. Stuck. What's the road that intersects everything, or what's the the longitude? The, the meridian. The, yeah, uh, of, yeah uh, something. Well, meridian. Yeah, the prime you know, meridian. Woodward. This is going to be really boring. In Detroit, Woodward is the east-west address divide up until Six Mile Road, which is McNichols. Okay. And then at, at six miles, John R. becomes the east-west divide. So you can live on East State Fair or West State Fair oh. and be east of Woodward, if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, we've yeah, lost yeah, everybody. Kind of yeah. to me. No. Uh, I was I was listening to it's it's odd that this came up this weird subject. I was listening to Bill Burr today. <laughs> There's an old bit that he does, which I think is hysterical, where he's going north and. Uh, to meet up with a girl in the Bronx and he's like, he's super white and red haired. And he was, the whole bit is about how, how he looks like a leprechaun basically. And he's going North in Manhattan and the roads start changing from like 125, 126, 127. All of a sudden you're on Adam Clayton Boulevard (laughs) and then you're on, and then you're on like, you know, standing at like Danny Glover and Malcolm X. (laughs) Because Adam one to fit in. Adam Clayton. That, that's the bass player for you too. What if that's what if that was what it is? <laughs> don't be that guy. You don't fuck with Adam Clayton, man. Yeah, I guess you know, uh, yeah, he was in you too. Uh, <laughs> you too. Well, at any rate, uh, you too. 
Yeah, streets are fun, and we all have street names here locally. We've had a lot of fun with street names. I was going to ask you guys this quick. You know, there's a burger joint called Bates Burgers here, which yeah. is very, very popular. And I think it's different than all the other because there's Bray's hamburgers, which is sounds similar Braze. to Bates, and it's the same offering. It's the sliders. It's there's shitty. The, there's greasy. the Telway hamburger system. Exactly. I think yes. they're all different. See, I think Bates stands above all those. I've had the Telway over there, which is on, I believe, John R over there. Uh, and, uh, well, that's that's Telway. The real Telway is Michigan Avenue and uh, Martin. Southwest This is why Matt is here. This there's uh, the Bates Burgers is the best. The one on Five Mile in Middlebell area. Well, there's a yeah. Then there's just Mott's north of on Fort Street and yeah, I forget where that is. Fort Street and by the Produce Terminal. So where there, do we yeah. find something like Hunter House uh, land in this whole universe? That's, exactly, that's, that's, that's in there. That's exactly what it is. But is it's that overpriced because is, is that... it's over in fucking Birmingham. They tried to open a place in Ann Arbor, and it totally failed. They opened right in the heart of where everybody pays way too much money on campus. They opened a Hunter House right on Liberty, just west of State, which is right year, by the heart of everything. What year are we everybody. talking? This was about five years ago. Really? And Yeah, yeah. And I, I went there twice because I, I seek these places out. I used to, anyways. And uh, it was good, but it I failed. Used to. They I went used out to of have business. a problem. It, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm all cured now. Uh, it's right next to NYPD, which is like an endless yeah. buffet of chaos on Michigan's <laughs> campus. It's still open. It's not good. It's not good, but it's there because yeah. it says New York on it. I feel like the, there's a the, lot the, of the New York, York Pizza Depot. That's and right. You can get, yeah. you can get beer yeah. too. So. Good point, Matt. Yeah, you're right. In case people thought it was New York Police Department, you're right. It's the New York <laughs> Police. They might think that it's a dumb name, NYPD. So, Hunter House totally failed, though, and they offered the same greasy shit. I was surprised it failed. Well, yeah, Detroit Slider Hamburger is the underappreciated foodstuff of the region. Like you know, people talk about Coney's, but I feel like the Slider grilled a burger grilled on a square patty grilled on top of onions that's a detroit thing with like a yeah a chewy bun that you don't need teeth to eat you just kind of can gum it <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, many I people many right. people inside the telway hamburger system uh do not use teeth to eat their hamburgers well they have their own burger <laughs> okay, joint there anyways so crazy jim's blimpy burger was already a staple and they moved from the original location but they still thrive so i guess there's only room for one burger joint in ann arbor <laughs> well, what about uh, White Castle? So White Castle, Chicago? That's exactly that... what Matt described. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, White Castle in Maryland. Saying, like, uh, he was saying it's a Detroit thing. And I don't... It, it could easily be a thing at two places uh, around the same time. That yeah. makes sense. But It could be a Midwest is White thing, Castle maybe. from... Maybe it's a Midwest thing. Is White Castle from Illinois? No, I think, this right now. I think the OG, the OG White Castle is in Minneapolis. And it was in like some old jewelry store. If if memory serves, uh, I uh, the, according to Wikipedia, wow. Wichita, Kansas, nineteen twenty one. Yeah, mm. area well, served the like Midwest. Kansas. So it definitely is Midwest, and that's <laughs> area, no, area served. Yeah, you can't find Midwest. any of those burgers in Maryland, like I said. So it's not over there. It's definitely a Midwest thing. But it's interesting because the the style yeah. is like the hamburger castle, like all those places, Bray's, Mott's. Uh, Hunter House, they all have the same white clad building that looks like this is America, you know, Jack. Right, right. That is part of it. That's part of the whole aesthetic. It's, it is, yeah, that, that is something that's not, I guess, your, your Coney Islands, your diners, they all look similar. Yeah. No, it's, way. it's a perfect, 
when I when I drive by the the Hunter House at first, I was like, "What kind of building is that?" But it it's instantly is like that's oh, a burger. You, house. I instantly knew. I, kn- I didn't know it was there when I first moved yeah. to Ferndale, and I cruised up Woodward more often and spent my first part of my life on the somewhat east side of this what we call Southeast Michigan. That was to me was east side, anyways, because I always lived in where we grew up, you know, Brighton, Heartland, way over there. So I drove by the Hunter House. And I knew you know, exactly what it was without everything. even. We grew up I immediately in the pulled in there. Everything. The yeah, heart of the land. Like, that's, a, that's a burger joint. That place is a white <laughs> facade with like a weak white tile, and it's black and white, and it's just got burgers and cokes and fried garbage. I knew exactly. And some it was. snotty ass kids working there, you know. Oh, oh yeah, just annoyed, you know, just pissed there off. There might be like, one single nephews, mother working. They're nephews there. of people that like own the place. Yeah. They there could be a single it. mother there working the like the day shift who actually cares and she's kind of nice to you, but she's pissed because the job sucks. But she does her best to put a smile on. But you're right. Otherwise, there's just Birmingham assholes. Or actually, no, the Birmingham kids don't work. It's the people around Birmingham that come there to work. So they're like, Royal yeah. Well, Oak there's Ferndale also the other Frazier. <laughs> there's the other phenomena of the like the like privileged kid that has to work to get discipline. He has to <laughs> he has to dip That's his toe into the he has to dip his toe into the labor market in order to earn oh! discipline. It's interesting. Uh, a like, lot of those kids, you can tell those kids though, based on like the sandals they're wearing. Because I want fire to fit. <laughs> There's just hot grease just splattering all over their feet. They're wearing dumb sandals, uh, like Birkenstocks, and they are, you know, they're there's a different different person behind the. Uh, Birkenstocks, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Birkenstocks. Oh, fine. Whatever. Birkenstocks, they do last forever. Everybody should get a pair. They're fantastic. <laughs> Wait. But uh, they're easy to walk in. Wake-up. They're easy to walk in. Do you have a pair of Birkenstocks, uh, Luke? You know, I had a pair for a long time and they got thrown away by, well, an ex girlfriend, I think. I, but that's me, though. I buy something. I buy something that's like quality and I wear the shit out of it. Oh, uh. anybody know the title of this song? Uh, well, first, who's the Doc? No effects, but off I can't. Punkin Drublik. It is off Punkin Yeah, Punkin Drublik. Not, 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 this is, is definitely not on Heavy Pitting Zoo. No, that's <laughs> universally. Actually, I don't know if you, <laughs> Heavy Pitting Zoo or Ribbed. I don't know which one's worse, but Ribbed is a <laughs> trashy. It's trashy in its own way, and Petty Petting Zoo is just pissed people off because they thought they went like two alternatives. I remember that. What, what, that was a what, big uh, shitstorm. What the album's Linoleum on? That's my No Effects jam. That's on Punk and Drum. Okay, yeah. yeah. That was their probably their biggest, the most well-known album, I would say. But yes, Jeff, not Jeff, John, I gave it away. Jeff wears Birkenstocks. That's the name of this title. There you go. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, back That's to hilarious. the hamburger castles and local foods. What's the best suburban <laughs> Coney Island, non-Detroit Coney Island? Ooh, oh man! I don't. Ooh, this is a good good idea for a segment. Local uh, local shoutouts. You're saying non-suburban Coney Island? All right, the best non-Detroit Coney Island, not in in the city of oh, Detroit. Oh, like Lafayette or American or something. Yeah, like that? yeah. Or or Dooley's. No Dooley's. <laughs> Wait, so are we talking about like uh, your local county in, in Royal Oak? Because there's one. Yeah. Okay, I'll What's get the one? name for it. I'm going to give him a shot. the Grecian out. Island, Luke? The Grecian you gotta Island. Be careful. You got to be careful about the names because I've The no Grecian idea Islands. Is that's oh, Hambo. Okay, there's Grecian a, Island there's was a, a classic ham- growing up. So. All right, Hambo gets a call out because oh, come on. Uh, they got the best fucking name ever. But it's good. It's a great it's name. Very good. It is a great name. 
Very good, uh, Coney Island. Place sucks, but it's got a great name. <laughs> what? what about, it's got oh. way too much competition around it. I've been there. Hold on a I, second. I, You're the kind of person that gets like ribs from a Coney Island. You're like a. <laughs> That is, you order, that is ordering, an absolute. You're lie. ordering like a lobster. That's a, that's like, a calumny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> how dare you? That I am. I take great offense to what you just said. I would never do that. Ribs from a Coney Island. That is bullshit. I would never do that. <laughs> Scott, what now, about downriver? Get fr- I get fried trash from a Coney Island because they know yeah. how to do it. Yeah, but ribs. Oh, a little oh, the, 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 the trash over. <laughs> the Down River Coney Island is a uh, Zorba's, but Grecian or uh, oh, Greek yeah. Island. Oh, well, so, is Greek that Island? Zorba, Birmingham? The man who thought the greatest injustice in the world was a woman going to bed alone. <laughs> now you What's understand my people, Nikos Kazantzakis, Zorba Finally. the Greek. <laughs> I have given a name to my pain at that Coney Island, Down River. <laughs> the way, uh, but the way he dealt with addiction was uh, consuming as much of it as he could until he didn't want it anymore. So, <laughs> mixed bag. He, he ate nothing but cherries, uh, cherries on end until he never wanted another cherry. <laughs> Zorbas. Oh, oh, gross! That that has something to do with your other comment. Never mind. You guys ever been to Lapumas? Lapumas in Rochester. I have not. I tried to go there, but it was closed. Ah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one for the North Oakland people who don't listen. There's to a this legendary podcast. place uh, <laughs> for, for everybody that's super local. We gotta give yeah. a shout out to uh, Little Chef in Brighton. Little Chef was a cornerstone of the local area. A lot of teenagers going there late at night, and uh, some good times were had there. So I never what was a mean? huge fan, but I respect that it existed. What a historic institution. <laughs> I remember coming out of a movie there once. Uh, one thing that was cool is you run into your friends. And I was seeing a movie that uh, our buddy Corey had seen the same night. And we had not obviously seen the movie together, but uh, we ended up sitting together the rest of the night uh, laughing our asses off about it. But we saw Boiler Room that night. Oh, so yeah. Boiler Room, we came, out of the, <laughs> we came out of the MJR Theater, uh, the Cinema 9, I think. Mike? Well, Cinema Nine was before the MJR. That's, so it was Cinema Nine. It wasn't okay. MJR. It so it was, was yeah. The it was nineteen ninety-seven or whatever. Yeah. No, Boulder so was ninety nine, but whatever. So whatever. You're you get it. Your podcast is called Cinema Nine, and you guys yes. talk about movies. Yeah. And, and Boiler Room it was, was a favorite that of mine. Theater. It was that theater that we came out talking about Boiler Room. Yeah, Boiler actually, Room's an Boiler, interesting one. Boiler Room might have been two thousand, actually. Um, I think it was two thousand. Yeah, there's no way you guys are remembering this. I took that. I took that back. It's 2000. 2000. Holy moly! Okay, so I was initially wrong. See, look at me. But what I find interesting about Boiler Room now, what I find interesting (laughs) about Boiler Room now is that it's totally the Jordan Belfort story. Now that Wolf of Wall Street's out, we all know who Jordan Belfort is. It's exactly what it is. It's like someone caught wind of him in the 90s, or he sold. I don't know. Maybe there's a story that he sold them the idea. I don't know, but either way, it's clearly all about. Jordan Belfort's exploits without all the um, small people hookers, I guess. Wow, is this what, the, no, uh, they're not even hookers. They're just, this is the silver screen debut of Mark Sinclair, also known as Vin Diesel. No. <laughs> Mark Sinclair. <laughs> can't wow. be. No, that wasn't his debut, it was be. it? Why would he change his name to Vin Diesel? No, he was in Saving Private Ryan. Uh, he was in Saving Private right. Ryan. That's right. Yeah, so. 
Okay, but what a dickhead. Mark Sinclair is an awesome fucking stage name. I would change my name to Mark Sinclair, and then it would seem like I was an asshole. He went to Vin Diesel. He's like, this isn't stagey enough. Gotta get stagier and stagier and stagier. He looks a lot more like a Vin Diesel than me. He does. Yeah. (laughs) He looks like a Vin Diesel. He definitely does. does. I mean, he looks like a Vin Diesel now, but (laughs) damn. I'm kind of annoyed though because tomorrow the guy who wrote Boiler Room, Mike, sorry, attended Yeshiva. You should know something about that. Ah, yeah. Well, that's why his parents and uh, Seth, the main character, Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, they're all Jews, and his dad's a judge. I bet you that is based on his. There's some Jewish references in the movie that are like clearly only Jews would know them. I think Uh, it's been a while. It's been a minute since I've seen it, but. The kind of references that uh, Gentiles hear, and they're like, "Oh, that's racist," <laughs> and you're like, "No, it's not racist. This is how we talk." You're, su- you're such a Gentile. You said Gentile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking. I was thinking of the spelling in my head, and I pronounced it Gentile. Bunch so. of Michigash up in here, man. What the hell is going on? Yeah, lots of. I will. So tomorrow is this fucking landlord of mine. It's not the landlord's fault. The property manager wants to get... He's going to cut off my water for like a couple days, which is totally bogus. No. Because they got to replace the next door house they also own. And apparently there's like six inches or a foot of water in the basement. So they have to replace the water line and somehow it's connected to my house. So hes they've let me know about it for a while. They've given me advance notice. But it's like, yeah, well, you might have to be without water for a while. I'm like, Are you a getting while? a rent reduction for those days? Exactly. That's exactly what you I've can't, been thinking. The, the, days, the days in which your, your domicile is uh, inhabitable, which would be days in which you do not have things like water or heat, are not days you need to pay for. I so agree. if they are just basically telling you, you've got some advance notice and you should be okay. That's not that that's not all right. Uh, you don't pay them for those days. You yeah, just, simply just, do not. You just don't give it, give them that money or you tell them, uh, well, there's, here's the rent. It's been a couple of days where I had no water. So I'm not paying you for those. Yeah. Prorate <laughs> your rent check. Yeah. Yeah. Have dude, you have either, to pro. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't well, pay I water. My, well, uh, it's not the water bill that's the problem. Like, can you take a shit it's, there? It's the, it's the showering and the oh, that's what I yeah, thought the of. flushing. That's what I thought of, man. I don't know what the deal would be because uh, it's still vague. There's something about the water line has to be replaced. That's nothing about it mean, should be vague. Why are you not on the phone with this guy right now? You should not be recording. Because I hate when these people. Get I don't on the like phone them in with my life. I don't like them, them in my life. Up. I don't want. I'm like they're too intrusive. That's the first time I've been in a place in a while. I haven't. I've not been. The place I was at last time, there was zero intrusion. In fact, the landlord didn't even exist, and I really got used to that. I kind of like that. I did. I was like, this is great. <laughs> like, they never ask questions. They never contest. I literally was never contacted by them. Even when COVID hit last March and we were still living at that place, they didn't contact us about the situation until we finally contacted them in April. And that was March. Everything was closed, and people were threatening Fantastic. not to pay the rent already. So I guess I got I got used to that. Yeah, it's it's nice nice not having a landlord who's engaged in anything you do uh, until yes. you're like, uh, dude, you, you realize there's a pandemic happening outside, and he's like, oh, really? <laughs> Fuck. Um, uh, it was a she, and she was very old. Uh, too, I so just, she's I just totally woke checked up. out. Yeah, I just woke uh, up. <laughs> Mike, do you remember our intrusive landlord from 2003? Of course, Ted. Motherfucker, that guy. But he still so he wasn't would, that intrusive. Like, ah, yes, but he barged in. He would barge Ooh. in out of nowhere. 
uh, that is an absolute that is an absolutely fucking prohibited behavior from landlords they're not allowed to walk into they're not allowed to walk into buildings that they own right Unless it's because no, other people, because uh, other people are renting those properties. If there's an immediate emergency, like a water leak or yeah, a gas fine, leak or right. and no You're one's right. home, but and no one's home, they're still they're not allowed to. They're like vampires. They're like uh, codified <laughs> vampire. They're not allowed to enter until they get invited in. That <laughs> motherfucker would barge in. He would barge in. He would barge in, and there would be tables just full of paraphernalia. And he oh, yeah. walked in one day, and he was like, he goes, "Hi guys, oh." And he like ducked his head down, covered his eyes, and walked right by. And I was like, "All right, that's pretty cool." But then at the end of the uh, the lease, then he hit the bowl, and it was like, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah, if if he was that <laughs> cool, it would have been, been great. But that motherfucker tried to like take our security deposit. Right now, Matt, when we left. Matt, right now, I wish we had the uh, Ted. Where you at? Drop Ted. Where I would you at? Kill for that. I would kill is for that, that right now. Is that that's uh. Mike, you know, Manson, it's a show, isn't you can it? Recut that in, isn't you it? Can cut isn't that it in. Charles Manson? No, it's uh, James Brown. God damn it. Oh, he's yeah, all yeah, coked yeah. out. He's all on crack right. on That's CNN. Right. It's live. It's so yeah, in fact, I'm pulling it up. I'm gonna. It's yeah. on YouTube. It's too funny. I'm gonna pull. It yeah, up. you got to pull that up. Also, uh, you know, uh, you know, James Brown, uh, Charles Manson. I can yeah. <laughs> Did you hear? It, that? it shows. It, sh- it shows that uh, Manson was quite the uh, musician, wasn't it? The the guy. Well, he, yeah, he, you know, he. The I Beach don't know. Boys. The Beach Boys he recorded was. Uh, a song Dude. of Charles Manson. Wait, did they did they actually record together? Uh, uh, they I'm did. The, there, there are some Manson demos the Wilson, you can listen uh, to. Dennis, right? Dennis Wilson with yeah. uh, Charles. Mm-hmm. They were friends, sort of. Well, what happened was Dennis Ooh. Wilson had a thirst for some strange and was driving his car <laughs> home and saw two hot sticks on the side of the road and picked them up and it went took him to his Malibu house or whatever. And it just so happened that they were members of the Manson family. And the next thing he knew, the Manson family was like living in his fucking mansion. Yeah, and Dennis then, Wilson's the reason why she got married because that was that house. That's it. Dude, like moths to a flame. There is an open house. Yeah. There's a lot of money. Uh, where the fuck are these people are going to go? Like, that's... Yeah, the, the only, the only character would not missing from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was Dennis Wilson. Dennis Wilson. I didn't yeah, see that needed movie. to be there. That was, uh, I think that was like out of respect in a way. But you Dennis Wilson, Dennis Wilson, part no, of I didn't. my favorite movie of all time, Tulane Blacktop. There it is. Is that your yeah, favorite movie? It is. Of time? Oh yeah. hell yeah, it is. Oh, oh okay. all right, Blacktop. yeah, yeah. I do, I do. But also, uh, Oh Lucky Man is another uh, favorite movie of mine. But <laughs> sorry, James Brown's here. Craig, go go for it again. Nothing wrong. wrong at all. You're not in any difficulty, but you're out on bond. No, I'm not. <laughs> Have all the charges been dropped? Yeah, I'm out on love. <laughs> Are you out on what? love or out of love? Which is it? Out on love. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Now, James, this isn't the first time you and your wife have had a problem. Are the two of you going to be able to work this out? Let's talk about some music. You want to talk about music and you don't want to talk about what happened? No, it's all over. Well, let's talk about your tour. When are you leaving? We're leaving tomorrow. And where are you going? Rio de, Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo. <laughs> your fans will have read all about this, James. Aren't you concerned about no, that? No, guys, they use the Caramuche. No. Got a mooch, eh? I'm, I'm, I'm concerned because there's nothing wrong. <laughs> and what are you going to say to your fans when they ask you some questions? I about feel good. It? I'm going to say I feel good. 
These are all fantastic songs. Oh my yeah. god. What a <laughs> they are. Now I understand that you I'm have real. already James, I have to ask you one serious question here. I understand you already have started divorce proceedings. Does that mean that you're now eligible? Um, no, I'm, yes, I'm eligible. I'm singing. Uh, I want a mango. <laughs> oh, I bet he does. Now the women love oh. you when you get out there. Women Why love do you him. think that is? What'd you say? The women <laughs> love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Because <laughs> huh? I look good. You I look smell good. good. I yeah. feel good. Make love good. And you good. sing good. And make love good. <laughs> well, there we are. We don't have to ask anybody else. We got that from the source. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> now, you're involved in publishing a gospel magazine. Tell us a little a bit about that. A gospel magazine. Second Coming. It's, uh, it's... Out of Augusta, Georgia, his ankle. <laughs> he like freaked out here. He got kind of coherent here. And Jerry Vine, one of his boys. Oh, shit, just God. Fucking, he just fucking we got back to reality real quick. Coming. He got sobered up. Features, uh, on this week, I think we have the Pope. And, um, <laughs> we have the Pope? <laughs> I believe the... Ooh, wow. Is like, the Pope oh, and Jerry Vine have hung out? Mm-hmm. Monday and at 9 and next week we're gonna have Reverend Al Sharpton, I think, on the cover. Yeah, his face has changed. And, uh, his face has changed a lot. He's like seriously. <laughs> he looks like an Oompa Loompa in this interview. We're gonna have we're gonna have <laughs> Reverend Al <laughs> Sharpton. Thank you for having for being with us today and giving us an opportunity. Oh, is there something more you just got here, James? You've been here a while. Okay, thanks, James. That's no different though than when he's like leading the band and he's like, Maceo, I need to hear that. I need to hear that horn. It is. That's what yeah. he does. Dude, that He's the leader. Fucking Eddie Murphy uh, bit on him is just one of the greatest things I've ever seen. That, is that was good. That was definitely good. But the, is James Brown a douchebag? Yes. No. No. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm sick of I'm sick of judging people based on fucking <laughs> morals. Like it doesn't I don't matter. Want a judgment right now. It doesn't. It, it, it doesn't. You're right. It doesn't. He's dead. Does not fucking. It's not. It's not. It's not material in any way. It doesn't. Okay, fine. You can. You can think. All right, he's a douchebag. But you know what, what does that do? Does that change anything? Does that change anything about your approach to James Brown? <laughs> Anybody see the movie uh, with Chadwick Boseman? Uh, no, it know? seemed like a it seemed like a real prestige move. Uh, not quite interested in that kind of stuff. So I am just not interested in any biopic. I have zero interest in a biopic. No biopic. All biopics. You're biopicked out. I'm not, they're Matt, I died, I died on that cross. Uh, or, well, I won't say yes. that. Died on that Luke hill uh, a while ago. Cinema, I thought you were a big fan of Passion of the Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that... <laughs> Mel Gibson's that, biopic of uh, Jesus Christ. I've still never seen I'll defend, Yeah, I know that. Uh, <laughs> it's wrapped all in one. I will defend that, but uh, Matt, I said the same thing, and I got my fucking ass handed to me for not uh, being a fan of biopics. Well, what, what's a good biopic? Give me one. Well, uh, X is the only one I could think of. Okay. Uh, unless we start thinking about yeah. just history, period pieces. Do we call those biopics or not? I don't know. Uh, that, well, that's a weird gray area. I really like so. the I like the movie Bobby, which is about 
It's not a biopic, though, maybe. It's about the day he's murdered. Uh, but it is about... I kind of like cares? that movie. Emilio Estevez? Who cares? The Lesser Kennedy? We want to talk about that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I actually thought Bobby was... Did anyone see Bobby? Anybody ever see that one? I, I forgot that Bobby. that was Bobby no. Kennedy until uh, I made the insult. Yeah, but it was is 2006. He, is it about his life, or is it just about the day that he died? It, it's a massive. It's the old. Okay, so maybe it's an ensemble piece. But also like directed by pe- directed sh- by Emilio Estevez. Yes, directed by Emilio Estevez. Which of course means Martin it's Sheen's probably in trash. It. Listen, to all the people in this. I'll just name this off the top of my head. It's Helen Hunt, Martin Sheen, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, what's his name? The guy from Ashton Kutcher. Exactly. Uh, it, it's it's <laughs> full of just Hopkins. everybody. It's everybody from that thing you saw. Josh Jackson, Joshua Jackson. It. It just goes on and on. Uh, fucking Belafonte's in it too. It's just like Joshua Jackson's cat. in it. Yeah, are you he plays kidding like, me? Joshua Jackson's in it from Dawson's oh, Creek. God. Yeah, he plays from like Dawson's the Creek. Yeah, he Was plays he like the Dawson's campaign Creek? manager. He actually does a pretty good job. Oh, and Nick Cannon, wow. Nick Cannon, the anti semite himself, <laughs> who plays like the hardcore. I'm gonna let. You know, we're, we got someone to believe in. This is our last hope because King's dead. Everyone else is dead. Bobby's our last chance. That's the kind of role he plays in this. You got to be fucking kidding me. Does Nick I'm Cannon not. play? Does Nick Cannon play a like Black Panther or something? No, he's just like uh, he works as yeah, in saying, the campaign. If he's Nation of Islam, then the anti-Semitism. No, he's not. It just works. It's verite. It's <laughs> <No, no. laughs> very. Yes. Got mixed up there. No, no, no. Too yes. many things got mixed. Yes, he is. A yes. current anti-Semite. I don't know if he's an anti-Semite in 2006. This was. This is later. So. Well, I at think, any rate, Mike, you have forget to admit it. that forget people it. who are anti-Semitic uh, are—they've always been anti-Semitic, and they'll never oh. change. I thought it was a learned behavior, but okay, whatever. At any rate, I thought Bobby's good. It's just weird to see it come up. I shouldn't have brought it up. Okay, well, but uh, so, yeah, movies about people are not necessarily bad. Love it. Biopics, which kind of build up the character. Like Ray. Ray is a biopic, right? No interest in Ray. Didn't see it. Yeah, neither did Walk the Line. No interest. He won the Academy Award for that, but I couldn't give a fuck. And Walk the Line is the most, like, like, uh, sorry, hold on, Mike, let me just say very quickly, you can respond in one second. It is the most fucking room temperature movie I've ever seen. Yeah, but the music they did on it was kind of good. That's the only Who thing. Who gives a shit? Oh, like the music sang. is great. The mu- actually, music is T-Bone, fine. They did a T-Bone Burnett, and, and they all put it together, and they sang their own stuff. Reese Witherspoon Also, I love sing. Johnny I Cash, impressed. too. I love Johnny Cash. And I actually I actually like James Mangold. I I have come to like, really like James Mangold. Yeah, and I do, so too. I don't... It's you're just, not look, look there's all these things can be true. To me. Couldn't all these things be true, Luke? Like, you're right. It's a room temperature biopic. But the yes. music they did was pretty damn. It was it was a nice tribute, and they actually put their own it vocals was. on it and stuff. And actually, I love T Bone you know Burnett what? too. So I'm, you know what? Yeah. They should be called tribute movies. And I would <laughs> probably I would probably like bracket them out in a different way, and I wouldn't have expectations the way I do. Get, because the Gary, they're tribute they're tribute movies. Have you guys seen the Gary Busey Buddy Holly story? That one's pretty good. Shut yes, the fuck up! I was up. just talking I would, about this. I would definitely watch that. That's fantastic. That is it's a great example. It's Gary Busey and Buddy Holly, or Gary no, Busey he is Gary Holly. Buddy Holly. He's, oh, he plays the guitar. He I want to see the he Gary Busey the movie. I want to see how Gary Busey and Buddy Holly meet each other, and like I want to see that movie. They did, and they merged into the same. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, wait, 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 wait. That's how it get, begins. It begins as Terminator. John, well, give me your feedback on this. No, sorry, Walk the John line. Scott. Come on, yeah, you know music. Been... Walk the line. You guys, you guys, movie. Yeah, no, you guys are doing real good. You guys talk a lot. I'm just sitting here. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, I want to hear. Yeah, that's why I'm shutting up. It's I think my fair. microphone. That's fair. Also, 
Also, for like 25 episodes, I want to say while I got the microphone, I th- maybe either A, you guys are ignoring me, or B, my microphone is like two seconds behind. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Mike was, yeah, Mike was bringing this up that there's uh, there are delays in our sound, things that we're working on. Uh, I wonder if it's headphones. I don't know. Fuck it. We're not talking about all that shit. Apparently, Vice is a biopic. Apparently, Vice is a biopic. Oh, was, there you go. Uh, Vice is good. Um, oh, yeah. And and maybe that, yeah, uh, biopics blow. Boy, how Actually. good was, uh, what's his name in Vice? Uh, the guy who played W, uh, Rock, Rockwell. Oh, Sam Rockwell is uh, amazing. I never saw yeah. Lincoln with Daniel Day. Actually, that's one of the few Daniel Day movies I haven't seen. It's uh... Who's seen Lincoln? I, I no, like, I've definitely I, saw I it in theater. Like it. I was I was totally stoked to see it. I was it's teaching like, history at the time. Not a good biopic. Other than that, I'm terrified. <laughs> uh, it's not a biopic though. That's more of like a period piece. Yeah, you know. So yes, what is it? What do you need idea. for it to yeah, exactly. What is it? Where's that line between biopic, period piece? Uh you know, I mean how much of the Too many <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I am worried about there's one biopic that's been in the making for years that I'm worried about. It's the Bill Hicks biopic. Oh, that'll never that, happen. No. Yeah. No, that, no, uh, no, 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 no. That's that Link later at Link later is supposed to be making. Uh, yeah, okay, he's, he's actually the only person. He's, he's the, only the only guy. I know. Yeah. But it's been in the hopper for three years and I don't know if it's ever gonna happen. I want it to happen. I wanna hate it. I wanna add it to the never ending pile of biopics that suck, but I don't know if it'll happen. You know what I'm hearing? You know what I'm hearing, Scott, is I'm hearing uh that you wanna be agitated by something that's created, which is great. Which means that you wanna Yeah, you wanna be fucking stimulated. And I guarantee you a link later Bill Hicks documentary or you know, live live action movie would would be stimulating. I mean, it would be you would probably hate it and love it at the same fucking time. Everybody would. We would all have different things that we hated and loved, though. What about the professor? Actually, and create the a decent man. conversation. <laughs> Was that the professor and the madman? The origination of the Miriam's Webster's Dictionary. Dude, I tried. I I like Sean watched Penn the trailer. Uh, I watched Kitchen? the trailer for that and I fell asleep. Yeah, like well, two seconds in, I fucking nodded off. I'm like, "What the fuck is this movie? This is the dumbest goddamn." Like, <laughs> I think the story is probably interesting, but doing it as a straight biopic is fucking ridiculous. I think the most annoying thing about a, a, a bio movies is when the person is recently deceased, and then they're like, they're they're uh, canonized all of a sudden. Yeah. So, like, Again, I haven't seen any of these movies, but I can tell you they're terrible. The fucking Stephen Surprise Hawking there's no Robin movie. Williams movie. Yeah. Damn straight. Oh, God. Oh, uh, the that theory would be of everything? Yeah. The theory of everything? I, I didn't see it because I didn't care. I'm completely uninterested in seeing that. Uh, this movie about Billie Holiday or whatever that's on Oh, Netflix. the United States? Yeah. Versus Not interested. Illinois? Here's my thought. The, we have... So, I think what it, what's going on is you you get to absorb what's happening in culture uh, through one person's experience. So you can, that, that experience is totally anecdotal. This is what I hate about biopics just in general is no matter how vastly important somebody is, their experiences are so anecdotal. That's why I like uh, X because 
uh, Spike is is really he he was in tune to trying to like contextualize the the whole narrative into the broader like civil rights movement, but not just cherry picking different things that make people feel good. Is that why nobody you know? wants to see Harriet? Like recently, a modern example of a classic historical figure that I, I didn't hear anybody talk about Harriet. Yeah, but you can, Harriet but Tubman. you can talk, you can talk about, you can talk about a classical. Okay, so I haven't seen it. I will say that I haven't you, seen it either. Can, I didn't care. You can talk about a classic figure, like you can talk about a classic figure like X, but if you don't have a dynamic director that has some form of, uh, some form of POV on this, or some form of like dynamic, uh. A, you know, relationship to the power apparatus that he's working within. If if you're just looking at like a Spielberg version of like Lincoln, which is why Lincoln is so just tepid and, and fine, you know, it's fine. It's like a procedural thing about a, a, a guy, but like, you know, then you, then you cast Daniel Day Lewis, who's a perfect embodiment of Dan, Dan that Lewis. type. Dan. Yeah. Dan Lewis. Don't forget Thaddeus Stevens played by Tommy Lee Jones. Excuse He's me. Always an Tom, actor. Jo- Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Tom Jones, yes. Oh, fuck, fuck. What, what about the... <laughs> Hold on. Fuck no. with you. I'm just making around. fun of people with Jesus. three names. Uh, they call it, it's, fun, it's fun to call Daniel Day-Lewis Dan Lewis. <laughs> it's fun to call Tommy Lee Jones Tom Jones. If there's Jones. one person that's earned his fucking middle name, uh, you know, at utterance every time is Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay. There is no I... uttering that fucking name without... All three fucking iterations. Absolutely <laughs> fucking this like it's a necessity. I'll go home and get your fucking greatest, box. He is the greatest of all time. He's and pretty great. He's pretty great. Yeah. Well, mm. he's top well, fine, top five. Uh, pick he's no pick no, all I, the, I pick all the love, Broadway love, actors and shit you love want. Love top five. I love Danny Lou, yeah. yeah. But, but you know the- what? You have you have something like Lincoln directed by someone like fucking Spielberg, and you're get Mike, I see you fucking bending back. Uh, it's not going to uh, communicate in the same way that like Spike Lee directing X communicates. Are that was a perfect <laughs> marriage. What you d- interrupted me in the middle of my thought? I was going uh, to be done in two seconds. I was going to jump in there. No, you, you go back Just and listen to the tape. On, You'll man. hear it. Trust me. You'll hear it. At any rate, what about the aviator? Is that a biopic or not? Oh. That's a good movie, but it's a period it's be, of his right? life. That's a biopic, right? And a lot of it's bullshit, too. Of course it is. And it's a terrible <laughs> fucking marriage of director and content. Oh, Scorsese, Scorsese is perfect for so many things. He just wasn't perfect for that because he idolizes what? the guy. He idolizes the guy. So what's the negative then? I don't know, man. It's like, uh, who could have done it better? Who the hell knows? That's why biopics are terrible. Because they're anecdotal. Like... None of the things that these people are experiencing is universal. That's why Spike Lee is good because he exposes the universe, uh, the like universality of X's experience. He gets to the fact he gets to the fact that solidarity is the thing that actually made Malcolm X work. That's what Malcolm X wanted. That was his whole project. But when yeah. you're talking about like uh, I don't know. Uh, Female, like uh, black women who were part of the uh, part of the shuttle launch or going to the moon. Oh, I forget uh, what that movie's called. Uh, Inherited Heroes or something. I don't know. What it's called. Uh, yeah, I know something numbers or hidden so, figures. I don't hidden know. Figures. I mean, I, hidden exactly hidden figures. So, who directed that? 
who the fuck knows, right? Do you have any Hollywood. idea who directed Hollywood that? Hollywood Studio. Yeah. So you're not gonna <laughs> you're not going to get a picture of what it actually was at all. It is completely fucking fabricated and uh, you know idealized narrative. So that's why these biopics don't work because well, they're they're often almost always directed by studio hacks who are just people that are in the system in the same way that people were in the system with like RKO and shit back in the day. What what I hate about them is they become history for a lot of people because people don't yeah. know stories. So so they're like, oh yeah, I I know Johnny Cash because I saw Walk the Line. But like, I don't know, you don't really know Johnny Cash. You haven't, you know, you know, you didn't, you didn't listen to that Folsom Prison Blues one and two. You know what I mean? And right. and that's true yeah. of. Uh, that's why Malcolm X is kind of cool because it's a little bit more of a liberal genius, genius, genius. painting. <laughs> it, 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 it's more of a impressionistic <laughs> painting of of his life. You know, it's like it takes a lot of license. Like I think about. I didn't I didn't see the show yet, but I'm kind of curious about it. The Good Lord Bird. Um, which oh, is about, shit. Fucking amazing. Yeah, it's about John Brown, but it's totally a made up story told through the told through a made up yes. character. Um, yes. And that's it more interesting to me than, you know, the story of John Brown factually accurate. Well, you know, this is uh, so like the debate I got in on the uh cinema nine podcast where we really uh hey shout out to cinema nine uh a couple yeah. references tonight <laughs> Tra- travis cinema. travis eric mike you know nice good nice good job you guys are doing out there uh but yeah i got i got into it about it because it's just so infuriating that there is it's when you look at the good lord bird is a perfect example that that's like the herzog version of truth he always talks about the ecstatic truth. That's the ecstatic truth. That's what's real. Like that is what is true. Or at least somebody who gives a shit enough to like put that fucking version of the story forward. Otherwise it's probably fairly boring and fairly procedural and fairly fucking uh, unimportant given however the director wants to portray it. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. Correct. <laughs> I don't know. How so about the people versus life? Oh, go ahead. So a good biopic is just the the space between the subject and the people doing it. Based how connected they are to the material, to the person, to that world, right? Because that's what it is. The problem with biopics is that they all just seem like it's like collecting fucking cards. Like, let's just take that. We can do that. Like you can do a biopic on anybody. And then once you do one that has any sort of visibility, it's kind of like that's off the table for forever. It's almost like off the table for a generation. Once you do a biopic, dude, that's an interesting fucking point. Uh, biopic comes out like how many, how many repeat biopics can you possibly get? You can't do well, one. One, one is terrible. And one gives generation, and they're you know, rarely so done anyway. How many? How many like biopic sequels and you know like sequels? Holy shit! There? there should be. Why are there, <laughs> there not sequels? <laughs> Let's do that again. Now, honestly, that honestly, again. that would be a fucking cool idea. Like doing like a. 
fucking trilogy of James Brown. Well, not that. It's already been done, so we can't do it. But the new formula for Hollywood is it's not even it, it's doing an impersonation of somebody who can do a better. And that's what gets you an Academy Award because Academy Awards are a fucking joke. You know, it's like, can you do, can you do an impersonation of somebody better and like maybe sing the song the way they did or whatever? It actually, the music ones are the ones that rub me the worst. Like, I don't know why. Because the, the medium is not, is not synchronized. It's a fucking, it's a weird medium for music. It doesn't make a ton of sense because the fucking medium for music should be some form of recreating the experience on stage for a live audience it doesn't quite work it never quite works it's literally listening to it's listening to music except what the hell's you know, going on it's like when i'm watching it on screen it just doesn't fucking fit the bill if you watch Big a deal, whatever you can watch happen, right? you can watch a uh concert a led zeppelin concert on tv that's pretty good that shot pretty well that has a lot of professionalism to it or you can go and see then that's uh, fine, Houses but... of the Holy Led Zeppelin Tribute Band at the Kaju Cafe on Sunday <laughs> Fuck <night>. yes! <laughs> Led Kaju Zeppelin Cafe. Smash the Houses muscle. of the Holy. <laughs> All right. Nine, uh, three, seven, five, what? <laughs> Mike, sorry, what's your... <laughs> Mike, what's your uh, phone number again? <laughs> two, four, eight. Nine, three, two, two, four. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. It's interesting though the yeah the the biopic thing just it, it just never communicates to me. It never has. You know, it's, uh, it's bizarre. You know, Cully in the softball league was in uh, Hoffa. Fuck oh. yes, that's really? awesome. See, fucking Devito directed a movie about James Hoffa. That's cool. Yeah, apparently they shot. Uh, several dude hold on wait how many years ago is this he was was a kid uh, 25 years ago yeah so our friend cully is in our softball league he's a longtime library librarian at a well we'll give him i don't care he's at the detroit public library he's a public figure give him a shout out Uh, arts and literature librarian (laughs) but he uh he like started working at the library when he was like 12 or so i he he had like a he's been working there forever uh and in whenever Hoffa was made, whatever year that was, 80s, sometime in the 80s, it was he nice. was 90s, 93. He was a teenager. Yeah, early 90s. He was a teenager and they were shooting at the library and he got a job as an extra on the set. Oh. And he's like in a scene in the courtroom scene where he's like running behind. Uh, so, so when you see Kelly at softball, you got to ask him about his time on Hoff on the set of Hoffa. Oh, he said he actually said uh, Devito was a dick as a director, <laughs> which oh, you know he's a director. Yeah, there's no so way. Yeah, there's do? no way around that. Yeah, yeah, being a being a director means you have to be a complete cocksucker. But that is one. That's one I actually think is is pretty fucking good. The so once upon a time in Hollywood, do we call that a biopic? Oh, well, those the answer are is no, right? right? It's well, I didn't see the movie. So so many characters are either hybrids or fakes uh, for all biopics. So then, what's the criteria that well, that was well, that was like? I think oh, where I okay. Here, here's a good one: is is the Irishman biopic? That's another one. Yeah, 
And so, okay, that's another one. I don't know. Cause, Mike, cause what do you think? Hoffa. Mike, what do you think? Story. It tells a story. I don't think it's... <laughs> it's more it's interesting a than a biopic, isn't it? Yes, because yeah, I mean, it has history. I, I like just love De Niro in that he's like, we took... We took I seventy five to Detroit. Uh, you know that's well, he says <laughs> when, I saw, when I saw that. You when I saw that. that, I just immediately turned the movie off. I was like, "All right, I got what I came here for. That's perfect." Yep. Well, nobody brought. I up don't milk. know about that. Milk movie. was a pretty good movie. Uh, milk was good. That's ah, good that's Sean Penn directed that, didn't he? No, it's Gus. Oh Van no, that's Zandt. Gus Van Sant. Yeah, yeah, Sean Penn was in it. Yeah. Sean Penn's Penn's my, yeah, I think Harris uh, did the yeah, <laughs> talk, talk, talk about that, Sean Penn. That's your guy. Well, yeah, we talked about that. It's like who's your favorite psychopathic actor, or just <laughs> weird, just goof. like who's your goofball? I know Matt's. I know Matt's on Team Mel Gibson. I'm on Team <laughs> Sean Penn. Uh, Ooh, you know, this is you good. Gotta, you got to pick a. You got to pick your just. You know, oh, that's like the best. I feel, I feel like favorite just, actor that, that just sucks. Luke just laid a claim to Dan Lewis. <laughs> Shut the fuck up with this Dan Lewis stuff. <laughs> hey, he's not, not he's not a wackadoodle actor though. Sean Penn, I was thinking about Sean Penn today, <laughs> literally, because I was like, who would no one's he's not filling seats in a theater. No one's going to see the next Sean Penn movie. But he is he is that cast. This place is a dump. <laughs> and ooh, that's it's a good question. So, uh, John Scott, yours is who again? My weirdo, is Sean Penn. Yours is Sean Penn. All right, Matt. Yours is. I mean, I love Mel Gibson. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, who doesn't love? Okay, Mel Gibson? okay, yeah. Nice. No, I, I don't, I don't dislike Mel Gibson at all. I'm trying to think of what mine would be. It's a kind. It's Tom almost Hanks, like Tom, you, or not Tom Hanks. Fucking Tom Cruise is up there for me too. Yeah, you almost need to pick Whoa. a guy that's like socially Whoa. canceled. You need somebody that's completely canceled in general. Somebody oh, who's had the fuck. balls to like fucking completely ruin their career because they're psychotic. Okay, who's more? Need to pick Cruise, one of those. Cruise people. is more canceled than Penn, right? I think so. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. Penn's never been. No, Penn has always been on the right side of history. He's but he's a. No, he's still a wacko, man. He's still <laughs> fucking wacko. Oh no, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Did right. Didn't he like? He's, I think he's got. Uh, yeah, he's a violent. He's a violent human being, and he's mm-hmm. terrible to women. So uh, I guess the, all right. that segment needs. That, <laughs> hey, that segment needs to be favorite actors say? that are canceled Let's boogie. for good reason. <laughs> favorite actors that are canceled for good fucking reason. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Dude, he was on a CBS Sunday morning interview. CBS Sunday morning, 9 a.m. People looking at nature and all that shit. And he was he was chain smoking the entire interview. Sean the Penn entire or Mel Gibson? Because Mel Gibson Sean used to Penn. That Sean Penn. That is so the entire effect. interview. He's He was... It was it was never unlit, and I know that you can shoot things when people are not currently got a heater going. He's just had a heater just rocking the whole time, and he was, and he kind of was. It almost seemed like it was a writer in his contract, like you know what, you're never gonna put me on camera unless I got a fucking heater going. And I think they fucking accommodated. 
Govier, who's your who's your favorite psycho? Canceled or cancelable or wackadoodle actor that you like? I don't know. I don't really. You don't even have one. I don't, I don't think I have one of those. Um, <laughs> not not one. None to come. I mean, Mel Gibson. That's that's a good one. I like I like Mel Gibson's work. It's been tough road for him. You know. You've emerged from the. Uh, He's the made abyss? mistakes. Where'd you come from? But in the end, I don't know. People say Jared Leto's a psycho. So. I've been watching. Okay, Marianne's been watching my so-called life, and it's got like teenage Jared Leto in it, <laughs> <laughs> and he can't read in the show. Oh. <laughs> oh, it doesn't seem like he can read now. It's not really a dig on him. Well, it's but a dig that, on him only. You see, we need that Adam Sandler trick. We need that Once Adam Sandler trap. Can't get yeah. even read. Tours, the banquet beer. If you want a real biopic, that's a fucking asshole who just can't read, uh, but he's doing it because he's a method actor. I'm ready Jared for the Bell Gibson biopic, by the way. I, I would see the <laughs> fuck out of that. Movie. Only if he directs it. Only if he fuck. Actually, oh, ooh, that would be good. I haven't watched it. I have not watched this movie yet, but uh, Honey Bee, has anyone else watched that? Ooh, I feel I like that's. I feel like that is a legitimate biopic. Drive written, written by the fucking kid. Even like having to tell his dad, hey, I wrote this movie and then having his dad. So Shia LaBeouf, that's my fucking, that is definitely my favorite fucking wackadoodle actor. Oh yeah, he's big time canceled too. 100% my favorite fucking crazy <laughs> actor. Yeah, and then I heard all sorts of fucked up like shit or whatever with him. That's yeah, his his hot ones episodes. Really oh, good. it's such a it's so <laughs> unfortunate. What was What's the that, American uh, American Honey? Is that what you're talking about? American Honey? No, Honey Bee. It's called. Okay, American Honey. That movie's I I love that movie, but yeah, it's like three hours of Shia LaBeouf just going all Shia LaBeouf. Man, there's also. <laughs> Man, there's also uh, Nymphomaniac. Oh. If you have not seen that. I mean, he's amazing in it. It's everybody at their best, but it is the worst. That's an interesting thing. Yeah. It's everybody at their best, but it makes you feel the worst. So I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, By the way, you kept saying, uh, I think you kept saying B, but it's Honey Boy. It's Honey Boy. I keep saying honey bee. Oh, honey boy. Oh, okay, yeah, honey boy. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Honey bee is a is a market uh in <laughs> off of Corktown. <laughs> and it's an amazing market. And I was just there the other day. What what are those okay, streets? What's that. that intersection? Yeah, what is that? That's Bagley and 18th Street, uh, I believe. <laughs> shut up. Is that really what it be. is? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. I think shut it's, it's Bagley and 16th. I take the, shut up, the shut up, shut up. That's where we that's where we did our softball <laughs> practice that you guys were not at. I know yeah, it would have been nice man. to be. I, I just don't want to. Yeah, I, I get it. Everybody's go? got to walk seven miles to go do stuff. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have your car. All right, Scott, we'll car. split the difference. It's, totally it's Bagley it. and 17th. <laughs> 17. That's ah. pretty damn that's pretty damn good. Did you say Bagley in 18th? And he's right off, right off the top of your head. <laughs> Shit. That's well, impressive. 17th is the alley, right? That is impressive. I guess so. We yeah. were uh we were like walking distance from there. 
Anyhow, sorry. So, Honey Boy, Honey Boy, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, what, the, what the fuck else was he in? Still haven't right. seen it. Pretty fucking amazing. Boo this man! So, Mike did all this work on the show prep, and we didn't even get to anything <laughs> yet. We, we rarely do. Did he? I wouldn't call it a lot of work. It just took 10 minutes. Well, so let's, exactly. let's give it, let's it, give it, it 10 minutes. It seemed like it took huh? 10 minutes. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I got notes. I got notes on Bernie. Look at that shit. Are you, you got notes on Bernie. We haven't even bothered broaching the subject. This we need to wait, 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 wait. Let's oh, let's go shit. to. Let's... We have deprived. We've deprived anybody that might be willing to like listen. Actually, you know what? We do this right, guys. I might promote this. I have my social media platform. Fuck you. Yes. I'm never gonna not do the homework again. After I didn't read that Glenn Greenwald article, I felt so ashamed of myself. <laughs> I was really pissed that nobody had anything to offer. I was I was trailing off like a fucking lunatic. I was trailing off like a guy that just got like a like a massive hit of acid in the middle of the conversation, and I was like, oh. No, I'm gonna I do the homework. To, I was trying to pull. I was trying to pull everything back together. Yeah, despite the fact that I can sit here, we can talk about Mel Gibson. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that easily. But so we all whatever we all work? listen to the we all listen to the uh, did we Bernie Sanders being awesome Queen Bono. Is this the Queen first? Benefits. Is this the first time? Is this the first time that all of us have can, listened? Can we get a little? Same, can we get a little uh, uh, blue oyster cult? I'm burning for you going on in the background, please. <laughs> sure. Thank you. This is feel such a burn. crock of shit. <laughs> I'm doing the work. I think, I think I just realized I was fucking up my headphones. I keep like uh, bending back in laughter and I keep feeling my headphones tug against the goddamn cord. Well, you know what it is, right. you guys. I have to, I love all, I love all of you guys. Despite the fact that I've never met Mike in person, <laughs> I love all of you. And Thank I'm gonna do the work, and that's why I had to. I jogged today just so I didn't make a fucking ass of myself when I, you know, when we start getting the softball league going. I'm not gonna embarrass you guys. <laughs> I fucking promise you. You get that uh, that good, band man. going, that, that tension band. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta yeah. I gotta throw some softballs though. Uh, softball is hilarious yeah, because yeah. it's it's just enough. To hurt yourself, to like never be, to, to never. <laughs> it's like frequent enough where it's a problem, and not frequent enough where you never get used to it. You know what I mean? Like every time you mm -hmm. run to first base on Sunday, the first time, it's a stretch. Unless you're an athlete. Every and every, every time Monday, every your Monday arm hurts. Every Monday, every know? fucking Monday, the uh, Impetrusky used to just sit there and our at the office and just be like dude can you move today and like no nah, i can't fucking move it was every week though it never was got they never got better and it, it's and always it's, just sedentary people doing just massive bursts of fucking athletic ow. movements and approximately 4.26 beers in luke yeah. unloads the <laughs> cannon for he's gonna he's gonna get that guy i think he's got a step at short and he's gonna throw his arm out He's gonna just blow that rotator cuff out. Yeah, that that rotator cuff is uh, is screaming from about uh, twenty throws of practice. It's just let it's letting me know it's there. 
uh, it's, it's a reminder. Oh yeah, there are other things in my body that aren't just you know you know just just mantids well, and and uh, you know a, fucking not muffin tops. Motion. This this yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. But, what are we talking here? Seven <laughs> seven inning games. We're nine, baby. Nine. This is this is real no, it's, deal. It's, I love that it's, it's nine innings. This is That's the reason. This is the reason that we actually care about this league. Is that it's it's nine innings. It's like a full two hours. It's not two seven inning quick one hour games or whatever. It's a real Mike. Stop doing this. You disappearing oh, I'm in the darkness. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mute. So what are what are we looking at? What's a score? Is a score like eleven 20s. to nine? Maybe twenty. Uh, okay. It can, it can be eleven feeling. to nine. It can be eleven to nine. You because go anywhere from that's kind of a low score. Right? And it could be it could be thirty five to twenty eight, you know. Okay. okay, that that should be that should be an anomaly. Essentially, the scoring should be about uh, between twelve to five, and that should be it. Like uh, you know, big losses should be twelve to five. Somebody gets over t- double digits. Thirty five. Really? Thirty five is just like there's one these- team that's stacked and there's another team that's really bad. These scores are regularly in the teens, though, aren't they? They're regularly in the teens and sometimes get into the 20s. And then there have been, like, shootouts, too. Man, this is going to be a tough. It's going to be a difficult year to figure that out. We're going to be mashers this year. Things are getting getting more and more unsafe. And uh, feedback I've heard is that a lot of – no, a lot of players have, like, kind of bowed out because it's, like, too – it's like getting a little too hot for them. this year. I don't want it to get like into, I don't want mean? it to be like just an all men's like hot league, you know, like where it's well, like fucking hot bats and shit. Like, you know, hile an hour fucking line drives. I'm using <laughs> the net grow. if I'm pitching. I'm Hell using yes. the net. Yes. You have to use a net. Like we, so Mike, we have, we played in this league. I've been in this league for like six or seven years now, minus last year. And, uh, there was never, there was never a need to put a net in front of the pitcher. But over and the last, over the last three, well, there's been a need. There's been a need, but it's never happened. Uh, a couple of people. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I forgot. Erica. Jan. Erica oh, Jan Erica the Janimal. Do you remember Jan yes. the Janimal? Yes, I do. I do. All she right. took one so, off the fucking dome. It cr- cranked her off the forehead. It glanced her oh. head. And went into the outfield at still as a pop fly and made an out in right field. That's how hard oh. this ball was hit. It skimmed yeah. off her head and landed yeah. in it landed in the right fielder's glove at a moderate depth. Yeah. So the Yikes. thing thing that got the Jesus. Uh, honestly, uh, it was it was our team that was part of this like crux. You know this this actual shift in uh, looking at safety and all that as if it's as if it matters. Dude, fuck this. Skip this fucking topic. We'll talk about <laughs> Well, we got a lot to look forward to here. It's going to be a good season. We're going to be, uh, I think, bitching about our uh, aches and pains quite a bit uh, over this Not summer. Me. I don't do That's... that. I'm good. Oh, you go. don't? Ready. Oh, you don't? No, just, like the, just like the way you were fully committed to hardball? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do I'm hardball, ready. man. Fuck softball. That's bullshit. These people are bitches. I'm gonna do hardball only. <laughs> you sound like Miguel Cabrera. Never, never, like, never oh yeah, I'm in the best shape of my life, man. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> down in Lakeland. Miguel's always in the best shape of his life down in Lakeland. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't ever recall being sore from a softball game. So. Oh, uh, oh, okay, yeah. That that's like you're playing softball the way it should be played, you know? Nobody's nobody's uh burning any muscles at that point. God damn um, injury or something. That's different. Give us the tips, Mike. I I don't know. I need it. I, I'm I'm concerned. No, you need but, to talk to me. And Matt. <laughs> because you guys are sore. Well, here's uh, the thing. We well, don't stretch. You got to stretch. And, mm-hmm. you know, if this is your idea of stretching, which is our idea of stretching, lifting a 12 ounce can, you're going to, you're going <laughs> to like not. strain, <laughs> you're going to strain it yourself. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, basically all the, all the movements are going to cause you uh, small pain, just like doing yoga. So get out. Uh, it's it's get out there. Let's have a catch. I mean, you know, having a catch is probably the quickest and easiest way for us to, to start doing that. Cause it's like my, my fucking rotator cuff is like screaming. Like I know what the rotor rotator cuff pain is. And it's in the same exact fucking spot It is a pinpoint. So to avoid that, just playing catch, man. That's it. The rest of it, you know, you'll get three or four swings a game. It's not going to uh, not going to hurt you, so you'll be all right. Sw- swing is not the problem, right? Right. Well, it is if you do a bunch of batting practice. Definitely. <laughs> it's like when you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the cages. I'm like, wait a minute, maybe you shouldn't do that. Uh, it's almost too much. Uh, there's just too many muscles you never use. Unless you're doing nothing but chopping fucking wood in your backyard like a badass, <laughs> That's shirtless, Ted, just Ted Williams chopping style. wood, yeah, just chopping wood, sweating, just uh, you know, flecks of of oak, just you know, sticking to your body. That's what I'm talking about. You do that, you'll be all right. Scott, I want to get everybody here the Ted Williams science of hitting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you need to practice. Uh, it's locked down. Here's the uh, here's the book on Ted Williams' science of hitting. Uh, just just learn learn about hitting from that, and we'll see you in six months. <laughs> Actually, that's the worst style. That's probably the worst kind of hitting you can do for softball because it's all about chopping the tree down it's, as opposed to like, like upper baseball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 good. It's good fundamentals though. The fundamentals are there. But so, either way, we'll get there. Are we going to do Bernie? We got so time for that? Fetch. I mean, we got time for it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we still got time. Hey, Govier, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, you, still got time. Uh, well, what is tw- your, uh, 15 minutes, I think. What's your, what right. are your thoughts in general? I mean, we've been sitting here chatting. What are you up to? The What's going on over there? About? Well, I'm just wondering. Are we talking about Bernie doing? or not? Let's do it. If you want to. Let's Sounder. <laughs> Anybody. Yeah. All right. Pod, pod, pod meeting is, here. Are, are, are you, you, are you, are you uh, producing us? <laughs> is, is, is it tough that, that I'm asking you questions directly and you're like, uh, yeah, shut up. No, I got, it's 836. I got time still. So Perfect. what do you guys want to do? You right. guys want to do Bernie or do you want to do Bridget or no Gretchen? Um, 
Dude, no. what the fuck is that? Don't even bring uh, that, that up. That's, that's table a whole other thing. It requires more Ta- time. Table that for another one? Okay, we'll yeah, talk. I, I think that was good, though. That's not I, going away, either. We yeah, need to fix right. that woman's... We need to fix that person's website or shut it down completely. I don't know what the hell's going on there. <laughs> I All actually, right, we'll do that later. We'll do that I shit like later. I like the website because it's different. I like it. I like it's it. It's admirably out of touch. It's yeah. very different. <laughs> out of touch and out of time. That shit no. is fucking thirty years too early. So, so Bernard Man, Sanders, the what the the second cousin of Lawrence David, uh, was on <laughs> Bernard Sanders was on uh, Ezra Klein's show. Ezra Klein has made the move from Vox to the New York Times. Got a new new oh, podcast. God. Deal. Is that is that what it is? What a loser! He's uh, he's on the New York Times uh, payroll now. See ya. Um, but fucking human rice cake, fucking Ezra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, a lot of people. Yeah, I like Ezra. Human, Ezra. human vegan bagel, Ezra Klein. I, I think Ezra is right about veganism, which is kind of why I hate, uh, why I hate him for it because it's like I have a moral failing that I can't commit to it. But that's exactly the fucking problem with these fucking dipshits. Is everything is about fucking uh, moral failings? It's nothing. No, to do I don't think so. I don't know. I, I, look, All right, we'll move on. Look, look, look. Ezra, Ezra's kind of a wiener. Kind of a wiener, dude. He's the he's the wiener. But he's smart. He's a smart guy. If there's like a weird, if there's like a weird, uh, just shitty wiener dildo that gets like uh, <laughs> reproduced at mass levels that gets sent out to like other fucking uh, just like uh, apparatchiks that they use. It's all gonna be Ezra Klein. They should all be called Ezra. I like Ezra Klein. I think he's Queen a, Bono. Who good God in heaven. All right. I think he's a nice guy. He's disagreed. Uh, he's he's had a verbal disagreement with. Or vocal vocal disagreements with people I respect. Uh, Did he start out with the? Wait, where do I get? So Ezra Klein was part of the Independent at first, or he no, was the Intercept. Uh, he was the Intercept. No, actually, I think he was. Uh, his history is he was at Washington Post for he he was like an early blogger, and then he was. Ah. Uh, then he was he founded Vox. He co-founded Vox, and then he left Vox. To uh, join the New York Times very recently, a couple months ago. Yeah, he's he's a block. I thought it was a background there. And, I know and, who he is. I've listened to him many times. We've seen him on Bill Maher and all that dumb shit. But yeah, I thought he was. You know, he was on. Uh, I know people like like people left leftist people do not like him. They they consider him kind of a milk toast. Uh, oh, uh, what do you call him? Neoliberal. That's the, that's the word that they love to throw around to, uh, of dis- term of disparagement. Uh, well, he's only 36 but, years old. He's got a lot to look forward to still. Yeah, yeah, which also kind of has a reason to not like him because he's like a young guy who does pretty well and he's pretty smart. Yep. But he he uh, he had Bernie on. And, you know, Bernie, God bless him, answers questions. You know, the thing I like about Bernie is it's kind of always, you kind of always know what he's going to answer because Bernie is one of the more consistent people in the world. You know, he's been saying the same things for mm-hmm. decades yeah well he doesn't um, have to think up his lies so they're usually you don't have to, <laughs> he doesn't have to be caught in anything most of the time yeah i but he's also uh i what i learned from this interview is i think he's he's a pretty skilled guy at working with people who are not of his persuasion which i think mm. you know 
if there's one person you want working with Joe Manson mansion, it's Bernie Sanders, because I think Bernie Sanders is respectful. He understands where people like Joe Manchin are coming from because Bernie Sanders represents a weird constituency in Vermont. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a rural state. It's got some liberal uh, areas, but it's also got some pretty hardcore conservative areas too. Um, it's also got fewer pe- or about the same amount of people Vermont does as the city of Detroit, so it's it's not a very big state. Yeah, you ever um, think about that? Like Rhode Island is like five hundred thousand people, maybe Delaware, places like that. It's so dumb. Well, let's not even go there. Let's not even go into the no. Whole well, but that power, but that's a good point yeah, related to let's... Bernie, and that relates to the filibuster because because that we give Lord senators Almighty. so much power. Mm-hmm. Senators who don't actually represent a lot of people. You know, in Michigan, we got 10 million residents. We have two senators, and Vermont has two senators with 600,000 or 700,000 people. Yeah, California he was very direct with, about the guidebook, too, yeah. about the congressional rules and all the bullshit. He was like, this thing will put you to sleep in five minutes. I was, that's what yeah. Bernie does. I was very honest of him. Mm-hmm. So I'll stop there. What do you, you guys got? Scott, you got a page of notes. What do you got on Bernie? Yeah, no, to your point, I love that he just comes out and says, okay, the American Rescue Plan, Republicans, you might be in at 30%, but lower income working class Republicans are in at, you know, 63, 65%. But those are the same, that's the same constituency that is upset about the Dr. Seuss, that's upset about cancel culture, that's upset about all these other things. So he's actually taking, I love his ability to see the broader picture and kind of put the Venn diagram together and speak, while being progressive, speak from the middle of that Venn diagram. That was cool of him to say, hey, there are also working class, low income Republicans. And, well, and, they and specifically were, white people too, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. For sure. And, and I, I just, you don't, that that's just kind of a discourse you, that isn't very popular on Capitol Hill and mainstream media. So bless him. Bless his soul. <laughs> he just speaks very, yeah. he just speaks very soberly about like, and then also he'll flip the script and say, you know, I think he mentioned QAnon. He's like, what's QAnon up to these <laughs> that days? Was great. Are they that yeah, was he's fun. like, are they still about eating brains or whatever? Well, <laughs> what, what, you're not gonna really say you're, doing. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna get some people and just kind of copping to the fact that the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, you're running into a brick wall and maybe your energy is best utilized elsewhere and and understanding that because i think a lot of politicians you know bang their head against the wall they're trying to be everything to everyone some certain certain politicians are and or everything to their base and you got to just you got to take a different tack it's not politics isn't going to work that way that's why so many people are disenfranchised with democracy like democracy is just withering on the vine and it's because of this partisanship that we can't take five fucking seconds to think about you know someone else that isn't our peer um right so i don't know that those were you know just initial impressions and and bernie actually cited uh I think it was a study, the Yasha Monk study about 
uh, young people's or people's view of democracy in America is actually like the lowest it's ever been. Like people don't believe mm-hmm. in the system of democracy. Mm-hmm. But uh, while and then also yeah. saying that, you know, the younger generation, the the Z's and everyone younger than us, you know, everyone younger than 25, 28 years old are also, you know, they also make up some of the most progressive, you know, that's like a very progressive relative, relatively speaking, it's all relative, but that's a very progressive audience that you know, probably isn't being spoken to or about because it's just really cool to disparage millennials or Gen Z or whatever, the, whatever the fuck generation we're in right now, the, you know, the TikTok oh, generation. Oh, yeah. Hey, back in my day, I used to walk a mile in my bare feet, you know. Yeah, no one gives a in rat fucking ass. sandwich bags. Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't fucking yep. get it. No one gives a shit. You would, you would, a, a minute, a, a minute is more valuable listening to someone who's like 18 today than telling someone who's 18 for one minute about how your life was. Just fucking listen, think again. There's this really good book by Adam Grant that I kind of started reading called Think Again. And it's just about fucking think, think about something other than, you know, what, you are thinking about and your past and your experience. It's why I fucking hate old people and old people just, you know, just go when it's someone who's 87 that dies. I'm just where's, like, where's that phone number again? Uh, two, four, eight, four, four, nine. Yeah. If you want to call me personally about, yeah, if you love old people and you just want to talk about how awesome old people are, call me at 734-818-0978. That's 734-818-0978. Call me and let's talk old people. (laughs) But Bernie, but speaking of old people, Bernie's a pretty good old person. (laughs) Speaking of the autumn chicken. You know what actually really caught me in that interview is there was one point where he said, we are the chairman of the budget committee. He didn't say I am the chairman. He said, we are the chairman. I thought that was very interesting. You know, Luke's you blowing your brains out. Fucking brains out. This is so ridiculous. You don't like that rhetoric? I gotta, I I gotta take, I gotta take Matt. I've got to ask you, I've got to ask you. Like would you rather have you rather have Biden than Bernie? Wow. Too long. No, it's not too long. He's thinking. I just I when you hear somebody who's so magnanimous, articulate, like understands what the hell's going on, has been actually doing this fight for 50 fucking years, take out the idea that there's an electability component. Because nobody actually got to see what that would look like. I but actually, I, I, I personally think if you put somebody who's articulate, eloquent, nice, empathetic, uh, you know, who cares about the anger? Actually, some people do care about the fucking anger. I do. I like to see that fucking anger. I think he would have fucking just destroyed Trump. I don't care about that part of the argument. That's not what I'm saying. Do you prefer a Biden administration to a Bernie. 
And granted, I know I'm low. That's that's loaded. So uh, I'm not asking you to answer that question. You know, in every way. I think. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit to being at least not someone who votes on completely on what they believe in. Cause I think Bernie does represent a vision of America that I'm more interested in us pursuing. It's, it's a scintillating, <laughs> it's a, it's a titillating America. Well, and, and yeah, but, but I'm being I prefer, flippant. But yes. I, I guess my, maybe in an ideal world where Congress works the way I, you know, Congress reflects the, especially the Senate. The Senate was more sort of democ- reflective of the Democratic, you know, the, the, the electorate. Uh, then, yeah, I'd like a Bernie as a president more than a Joe Biden. But all right, I think I think in the world we live in, mm. Joe Biden is mm. probably expectations fine as a president, and Bernie is probably more powerful as a senator. I think Bernie that's has more power you right think... now than he would as a president. That's all. I just think I think that Bernie is more is, has a chance of being taken more seriously from his seat of power in a fifth. I mean, he mentioned a few times in the interview in a fifty-person Senate, mm-hmm. one person has a lot of power, and Bernie is mm-hmm. a, a committee chairman has a lot of power, mm-hmm. and I think he's got. I mean, we've got some fucking like, you know th- you know this this child. Uh, child tax or not temporary yep it's temporary but i tell i'll tell you what you're not not gonna gonna be renewed you're not gonna take that entitlement away from people because it's gonna be gonna be be see this is but this is the thing like the entitlement is definitely gonna be too popular you can't take it away so every fucking entitlement that uh bernie would have pushed through harder than than biden Actually, anybody doesn't have to be fucking Bernie. I just, this is not, this is not like, you know, rear view mirror, hey, geography bullshit. Kamala Harris could have overruled the parliamentarian. We talked about this just very briefly last week, but something like parliamentarian, I don't know how many people even knew that that existed two months ago. It's. No it's just it's fucking crazy to me that that we all that our expectations are so fucking low and diminished that the best we can do is Biden. The best we could do is Biden. Even though Bernie was right fucking there, right on the like screaming through fucking primaries, just destroying everybody. And yeah, no, it needs to be Biden. I don't. So I now here we a, are, and now we have a now we have a fucking uh, centrist, uh, you know, just a just a centrist component uh, once again that is going to do nothing but fucking drag everything backwards. Everything is going to be fucking dragged backwards. There's this is the most uh, progressive legislation, the the CARES Act or whatever has been the most progressive legislation in years. Fine, but that is because. We're in a we're in a pandemic. We're in a fucking crisis. Every other part of the Biden mentality is pushing against people like Bernie, who can sit there 
clearly articulate what the needs are who have been fighting for it for 50 fucking years and everybody thought he was unelectable. This is the thing I cannot fucking wrap my mind around. I just cannot wrap my mind around it. How he was unelectable. <laughs> Scott, you were going to say I, something. Yeah, I don't know. He was electable to me. I think there is a distinction that we have to make between ex expectations being low and expectations being realistic. And maybe that's kind of where you, Matt and Luke, maybe that's, I don't know if that's like where the kind of crux where the intersection of the friction is. I want progressive legislation. I want Bernie. I would have fucking, I would have been, 40 times more excited to vote for Bernie than Biden. But I went and canvassed for Biden with Matt. I was, ex that was our candidate. Oh, black oh, white. Dude, it was a fucking black or white proposition mm. to me. And honestly, he won Michigan by about seven votes. It could have been the fucking seven people that me and Matt high fived and said, go fucking. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. I did, I did sit here and think. Today I was I, as I was listening to that fucking interview with Ezra, <clears throat> like uh, as <laughs> I I was uh, I was listening to that that interview and I was thinking about the Trump uh, the Trump world and I and I got it I, like I it really it really did sink in in a way that was slightly different. I was like okay fine i'm just what the fuck ever needed to happen to get rid of that motherfucker is fine because he's a he's a psychotic you just can't have a psychotic they're all basically psychotics well, the like the there's no also. there's really not much of a question that they're all fucking narcissists and they're psychotics and they're they're absolute fucking capitalists and they are hell-bent on fucking extracting the 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 lives uh, of people like out of their like labor, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're saying Trump if, if is Biden just was... unpredictable. Trump is an unpredictable psycho, and that's that's just too much. Uh, we want predictable psychos. Was, we don't want was, unpredictable psychos. If he was running against, you're saying like second term George W. Bush, you may have been more inclined to just sit home and have a couple beers and not vote. Same same president. Sure. So it was just the, the the disparity between these two candidates was such that it it was more. The only the, reason the only the reason I did it is like I'm in I'm in Michigan. I'm in a swing state, and and Trump is Trump is just it's too much. It's just too much. Like if you lived in California, it's a, fucking, it's a you, bridge too yeah. far. It's a bridge fucking too far. It's too unpredictable. Too far. It's too insane. It's a good movie. It's too insane. He's a complete maniac. It, well. Here's the thing. I gotta go. I by the way, so you guys gotta keep this oh, conversation what? going. Yeah, it's four to nine. It's eight fifty six. We're doing this for an hour and a half. Felt <laughs> like we just started. Uh, but you guys can stay on. I gotta bounce. Well, do you have anything to say about this? I gotta go. It's eight fifty six. <laughs> That's what you I got. Have to four say. minutes. You got four minutes. No, I have. It does. It starts you know at nine. Four minute freeze. Whatever. I gotta go. You guys keep the broadcast uh, going. Like. Let me know when it's done. See you guys later. You Thank you. Bye bye. Right. See you, dude. Oh wait, not that. Oh shit. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh. Uh, no, we're good. We're still, in? we're still rolling. We're still in. I'm getting beer. Do not do not leave. He, that mother, that leave motherfucker made he, he made twenty two hundred dollars, you know, betting basketball. That's why he's leaving us. He's, he's, he's got to go up. He made 
Are you I'm serious? I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> did you make no. two? Did you make twenty two hundred dollars? No, no, no. Mike, no, my, Mike. You're, you're getting, you're getting, my, you're getting my my jersey. You're buying my jersey. <laughs> no, I'm fucking joking. No. Oh Mike wait, did a, you guys see? Did you guys see the jerseys? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I did. What you talking about the the maroon T-shirt? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you, when you say it yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. shut up, shut up. It's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, when I you make it sound when you make it sound like a maroon it, it, it wasn't it so much a, pretty rough. It wasn't so it much like a, a maroon, jersey as a as a maroon sweat rag. <laughs> it, looked like, it looked like a maroon a maroon t shirt to me. <laughs> it looked yeah. like a maroon crotch rag. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna well, share. Uh, talking I'm, about gotta, gonna... <laughs> All right, so here's here's one. I'm gonna share the screen. Yeah, that looks guys. like it would uh, dry up my crotch real nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought. Well, right, you know, do so... we have a team name? Do we get numbers? Do we get a uh, you know nickname? Well, okay, so what are we talking about here? Step one. Step one. I shared. I shared a screen. Can you guys see that or no? No. Uh, no. Oh, okay. That's. Looks like it's Mike seeing it somewhere in the ether. God damn it. That is probably what it is. Yeah. Hold on. Wait, wait. Did we finish our topic? Not, no, no, not yet. We are. Okay. We definitely need to talk. Mike doesn't care about this, which is why we need to drop him from the pot altogether. He's fucking, he's a drag. <laughs> he's a complete drag. Um, <laughs> um, I don't think I shared with you guys the the new logo. Well, it actually, you know what? I uploaded it, so we're good. Uh, so this new logo, I think it's fucking sweet. This guy dangling over the goddamn city, about to die. So, oh yeah, uh, that I that I saw. I thought we were talking about the the our our softball uniforms. Ah, so that's the other one. Uh, I can't share that screen apparently because this is StreamYard and that is a different company. So, okay, back to Bernie, Matt. Let's <laughs> hold on. I'm gonna go get a beer. Okay, let's be reasonable. Yeah, let's be reasonable. I mean, you know, I have triggers. Uh, I'll tell you where the, the main quiet, trigger. No. <laughs> the main trigger. The fuck. One of the biggest triggers for me is that motherfucker talking every time i hear his fucking voice i that's right hear, i mean it's it's not just it's not like his voice i'm not like a complete maniac i mean his his point of view is the, the just absolute fucking dumpster trash he is the worst kind of person in the world because he sells a fucking super uh super uh Terrible fucking viewpoint, uh, and he makes it sound pretty good. Yeah, which is essentially Ezra Klein. Yeah, Ezra Klein. That's what he does. He's so good. He's so good at at you know banding about different different ideas and and uh, make make believing that things are uh, you know somehow reasonable and. And I don't necessarily think that his ability to do that, his ability to make arguments sound reasonable is a bad thing. 
think that's a good thing. I just think he's arguing for the fucking wrong things all of the fucking time. Hmm. He starts out almost every conversation with some form of uh, what the what the fuck do you call it when um, you've got a you have an argument between it's like a straw man or something. He starts every argument with. Hey, listen, we we all know we all know X, Y, and Z is happening, but uh, it's not really possible because of you know A, B, and C. And so then you just got, you, he's begging the question constantly. His his entire podcast really should be begging the question. He starts that out even with Bernie. He's begging the question with Bernie the entire time, but Bernie's such a fucking magnanimous and great person that he doesn't really call him out on it. So I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't see where the value is in talking to this motherfucker. I mean, you know, Bernie could have easily just put this audio out on YouTube and it would have been just as valuable. I mean, I don't see why we need to listen to Ezra Klein sit there and, and, you know, work through his bunker of fucking just confusion you know, talking to Bernie. I don't get it. I fucking, I hate this motherfucker. He's, he's so, okay. I, I don't know what to say anymore. I'm just, I, it's almost like I've read too much about him. I'm so fucking angry with this guy. He does nothing but fucking uh, deteriorate the, but like momentum on the left, undermine the fucking arguments. He doesn't really have any decent arguments. Bernie was totally articulate. And yet in the end, the best thing we can get is, Hey, you lost the election, but uh, maybe you won the argument. Tell us more. That's the whole point of the fucking thing. It's unity. It's I, I, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, it sounds to me like you're just annoyed by his style because, like Ezra Klein, to me, asked good questions. He Part asked him about he asked him about Not the filibuster. Really. He asked him about. Um, I mean, like real policy. He just asked him questions that are answers to already. He asked him questions that we already understand. We already know. There's there was literally no reason for Bernie to be on that podcast at all. Okay. (laughs) I I don't know. You tell me. Well, what is the reason? What's the point? Uh, I think Bernie was on that podcast. Scott, the question was: Was there any reason for Bernie to be on that podcast at all? I'm going to paraphrase paraphrase luke here and say that yeah ezra klein yeah. is an editorializing prick who yes uh just says his yes. opinion and then asks bernie to react to it or something yes. like that right yeah that's that's fairly accurate <laughs> i mean and but i actually thought I, I was saying to i was saying to luke that i think Ber- that klein asked good questions you know he asked him about the filibuster he asked him some pretty serious questions and he gave bernie the space to talk and and I think, Luke, you were also saying that, you know, we kind of know what Bernie's position is, which I think is true. When I started talking about him, you know, Bernie's a remarkably consistent person. But I got insight into who Bernie was from that interview in a way that I hadn't previously had. So I, I actually appreciated it. It came to me in a new way and it was a nice condensed form. And I thought the questions were on point. I don't know. What was it that what was it that felt different? Uh, for you, yeah, I was gonna, in, okay. in terms of in terms of like the the yeah the whole Bernie thing. Well, what felt different about it yeah. for me? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We're, we're at a different moment than the last time I've heard from Bernie, 
we're in a moment where Bernie is no longer candidate for president. We have a president. <laughs> uh, seriously, Bernie. Bernie was not running yeah, yeah. for president. Oh, last different. time I last time I heard Bernie, honestly, give a uh, well. I heard him. I heard him give some. Uh, I heard him on on the floor of the Senate. I uh, heard a few sound bites about the minimum wage and whatnot during the reconciliation process, and that was. But that was him in 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 the political in the true political arena. Um, but I hadn't really heard from him uh espousing his his beliefs since stopping to be president a candidate for president so it was interesting to me here hearing what bernie has to say in a position where he is part of a caucus that has 50 seats in the senate and has to govern and that was that was good to me to hear about his thoughts around uh, not not talking about the parliamentarian, the parliamentarian specifically, though that was interesting hearing him remark on the parliamentarian, but hear him talking about the parliamentary process and how he approaches votes on issues and how he views certain bills that are coming through the Senate in their historical context. I mean, it, to me, it, it said something that he said that this is the, the American Rescue Act is the most progressive piece of legislation since the 1960s that's quite remarkable if bernie sanders is saying that that's a big fucking deal to me yeah and so i will answer the yes to the question i think that you were going to ask me which is yeah it's valuable for him to be on these podcasts i mean i want to hear bernie on any fucking podcast i mean if it's reaching an audience if it's just a you know any any platform to hear Bernie on is fine for me, but I'm a Bernie guy. I have been since 2015, 2014, 15. And yeah, I thought it was concise. I thought it that 30 minutes could serve as a Bernie 101 primer for people that just wanted to you know, get a sense of his politics, his policy, and also, like you said, kind of the humanity, the the human side of him, which to me is really important. I mean, honestly, I'll vote. I'll if I'm only given a left or right proposition for the rest of my life, I'm going to vote left. But preferably in the primary, which I'm, or yeah, in the primary, which I'm more excited about, I vote for the human like being a human is very important for me when i vote in the primary so bernie's been the most human quote unquote politician to me for the last six years so as long as he's in the political spectrum as long as he's there i'll vote for him for everything and i don't you know <laughs> i mean just i don't know bernie versus yeah. jesus christ i'll take bernie it, like literally it's so I don't know. Maybe I'm a maybe I'm a simpleton, but I appreciated it. And to your point, Matt, yeah, he shed a little bit more humane light on himself for people who haven't heard from Bernie in a year. I don't understand. Okay, that, that I have like one. I kind of huge problem with people that like thought Bernie wasn't 
I don't know, be uh, approachable, humane, empathetic, uh, completely humanitarian. It just really blows me away that anybody has any type of critique against his politics, man. Uh, this is where poli- I hate well, politics. Well, it's like poli- it's like uh, in in rhetoric. Politics, a whole bunch of other things. Yes, yeah, you got your, but you have your rhetoric, you have your style. You know, you have all these things, and and Bernie's always been critiqued on his style, but here he is with his rhetoric in this in this interview and oh it sounds oh completely reasonable completely uh measured totally empathetic absolutely magnanimous uh perfectly fucking articulate perfectly eloquent uh and we we thought this guy was unelectable like because he's a threat it does make you a fucking threat he's a threat exactly He's a threat exactly. to both right and left. He's more of a yeah. threat to the right than Biden, and he's yeah. more of a threat to the left than Biden. Exactly. So he's more... Biden must be part of the right because his buddies are in the right wing. Biden is more interested in being a friend in Congress than he is <laughs> in <laughs> see, getting anything done for constituents. Well, that that's totally true. He he just. His friendships are, it's just like if you're at work or something, you know, like your, your friendship, you get invited to a fancy company party and you go to that as opposed to like go to your nephew's, uh, you know, bat mitzvah or something like, so you're just going to do that. You just like, you go off and you do something that you, you think is valuable to everybody and everyone's just going to understand it, but your fucking nephew is going to be fucking pissed off. I don't know. I I'm mean, on, Biden I'm is, on, Biden is like, a fucking shill. Uh, Biden is for, an for, for fucking a husk. <laughs> Are we talking about a, 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 a trans? Uh, a trans? Did I mean bar mitzvah? <laughs> Fuck you. God damn it. Who cares? But that's the thing. I'm I a like, genteel, like. and you know that. <laughs> Good callback. <laughs> well, where I where I reside, well, fucking more, genteel, man. I don't understand shit. <laughs> where where I'm probably <laughs> that's awesome. More on Matt's side is that I I believe and, and tell me I'm wrong. I believe that Joe Biden today has the ability to get more done in this Congress in this time than Bernie could. That's just my that's my belief. I just think <laughs> he I think he has the I think he could get more done because if Bernie this were president video podcast. <laughs> Dude, hey man, I'm not saying it's like I don't love it. I, so if I wish a double barrel shotgun had just two triggers and two like one barrel on each side. No, because so Biden's gonna just pass gun fit, control. It, it could fit on both. And you're not gonna be able to get that thing <laughs> without a twelve thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what weight. that's that's how he's gonna stay president. He's gonna stay president by keeping everyone from committing suicide. <laughs> let's talk about Bur- Let's talk about Bernie's gun control issue you know his position he's got like well a matt, matt matt thinks this is position. where where bernie has been the worst but i, I don't well I, it's where i it's where i actually disagree with him the most because so i'm the, a gun so, i'm a but look. everything biden has done is is just fine it's just that the one thing uh-huh. that bernie didn't do I'm sorry, man. If, I just, if, I can't, Bernie, I just if, can't if, wrap my mind around this shit. We could have had fucking Bernie if people, if everybody got on board and said uh, this guy is electable, we would have been, we would have had Bernie. I, we basically oh, that, said that, that no, until honestly, South Carolina it's possible. Happened. It's possible. It's possible 
that Bernie loses against Trump. Possible. But I feel like there's no there's no damn way in the but hell. There, but there's no value in going back and there's asking not. Yeah, yourself you're right. that question. You're right. That's you're right. Conjecture you're right. You're right. theater. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. We so, are where we are. We gotta keep moving on. Here, here's the thing about Bernie. He's he's okay. a really valuable senator. He's at this moment in time, we've got Bernie as as the budget chairman in the Senate. It's excellent. It's excellent for this country. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it couldn't have been better if your position may be that <laughs> Bernie would be. Yeah. Yeah. But seriously, uh, the, the situation we have with Bernie in the Senate is good. I think it, 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 I'm not talking about what could have been. I'm just talking about what the situation is now. <laughs> just. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying as a genteel, I'm a huge fan of Bernie. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop. I can't believe I did that. Bernard Sanders that. from Brooklyn. Son of a gun. He's a real mensch. He's a uh, mensch. <laughs> I'm a but mensch. I, but I really... He's fine. I, I, I think he's, he's going to continue to be a great statesman in this country. And We'll yeah. continue to push some things through that that he and we want. Um, but who's the next? You know, who's the next progressive mantle? Who's going to run for president as a AOC? Probably uh, Nina. Nina Turner is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know Nina Turner. I, who's Nina Turner? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. No, tell us. Tell us. You sure do. I really um, don't. I really don't. Well, I don't no, know. Ohio. Uh, so the. Okay. Oh boy. Really hope uh, nobody ever listens to this. So how about that? Um, <laughs> she, she was an Ohio Senator. Um, she is going to run for. Uh, somebody's seat. I, I'm trying to remember. Oh, is she running for uh, the, the Rob Portman? Or yes, yeah, 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 Port- yeah, yeah. Okay. Portman. Now, yes, thank okay. you so much. Thank you so much. I was like, what? That the brings fuck? it a circle. So, dude, she is a live fucking wire, and she's not like Bernie in the sense that she's gonna like uh, fold like a fucking wet blanket to everybody. Um, at least I hope that's my hope right now, which is what everyone thought about Bernie. You know, a long time ago, we all get it. It does happen. It is. It's. It does have to be embedded in the structure. Um, so the idea of having too many expectations is is, um, or having too many expectations is foolish. So we, yeah, we need to be realistic about things. I mean, what is going to happen in this country? I mean, it's basically insanely fucking banal. Uh, things are never going to be that good and things are never going to get that, that good for anyone. And no one's really coming out of poverty. And that's really what we sign up for every single election. We constantly look at electability and what we get our Joe Biden's he's been in politics for 50 freaking years. So there's, there are, there are no mysteries there. I mean, he can't be pushed left. I mean, they could have pushed through a $15 minimum wage. I, I don't even understand the argument here. They just overrule the goddamn parliamentarian. But nobody did. Let me Kamala quote Bernie. could have let done me, that. Kamala could have Bernie. done that. Let me quote Bernie. From, quote Bernie, please. Yes. From this. He from did, this he's uh, mentioned uh, this multiple yeah, times. Bernie, yeah, Bernie did have some, some good things to say about Biden in this particular episode. Uh, in that he 
he kind of acknowledged that Biden was, you know, stretching uh, a little bit. Uh, no, yeah, you qu- quote him, Matt, because I had something to. The, the one that stuck out to me was there are no, the Senate does not pass perfect, perfect bills. bills. Yeah. That just struck me like a. I knew, oh my God. That's going to be the fact. I knew it. I freaking knew it. I was like, Matt's going to bring this up. It was like, Dude, it's like everybody's though, unhappy. <laughs> you know, here's. here's Ain't it the truth, though? Here's how Congress you know won't pass a perfect good. bill for a million. You know, things are good when everyone's unhappy. It's not true. It's not true. But everyone is unhappy, unhappy. Everybody's unhappy in politics. Everybody's unhappy. No, I think 67% of the people in America like what passed Congress. And that's two thirds oh. of America. That's a pretty big fucking deal in this 50 50 world we live in. No, it's not. Well, uh, Look, let's see. Let's see what happens the second we get out of this pandemic. See, to me, Everything, this is okay. It's going to be fucking in garbage. My, in my screen, I see in my it's garbage screen, now, man. This is not I'm, good. I'm in the bottom and I'm actually positioned between you, Luke, on the <laughs> left. As it were, <laughs> that's where I, I see the same thing. I see three. I see, okay. I'm on the bottom. Luke is on the top and the left. And Matt, you're on the top on the right. And I'm kind of right in the center. That's kind of how I see my position it, with us. Three. Oh, you're kind of. Uh, yeah, Except there's this right huge other that. right wing way over here. Those people are being yeah. put on a fucking island somewhere. We're, we're already. They're gone. We're already. They're gone. On the island left. Time. We're already on the left third of the political spectrum, but I'm kind of right there between Luke. You're uh, you're on the left, Matt. You're closer to center, and I'm probably yeah. just right in the fucking center of both in of the center. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Luke, like Luke, a, your left, Matt. Your center. I'm also center. So uh, <laughs> you guys should be you guys should be basically uh, vertical on the. It's not. This is not an accurate like depiction of our political uh, orientations. It's funny though. I don't I know, like man. It's- we we actually probably agree on eighty eight percent of the things we talk about. We yeah, probably but we agree squabble about dumb shit. So we guess I no, guess we, we don't. Get, we, 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 we talk about, about the politics. We the tactics, how do you do it? How do you achieve the end? That's what we're actually arguing about more than we it are is about. Something, it is something I'm concerned about, but like my my biggest overall concern, my biggest overall like overarching concern is that uh, there is no there is no solve for the there's no solve for centrism. Centrism to me is the problem. I don't think leftist uh, ideology versus rightist ideology is a problem. I think the the problem is centrism. Hmm. So I don't know how to get around that. And it's, well, centrism, it's difficult cent- to come up with a de- the with a decent argument, you know. Centrism is relative to left and right, so it's where's the left, where is the right? As those sure. moves, the center moves as well. But the center does not move that much, right? So the so what you get if you it moves proportionate to the two. But the if you put all of your, where, well, are the, where are the two poles and where? No, it's not proportionate. It's not proportionate because the the well, center. Well, by definition, the center is the middle. There's yes, no, technically yes, yes. No, no. But it, the center is the bit, the center mean. is a bit more mean, right. Also, is it the center? It, I believe the cent the center is. Isn't it more right? Over well, the, the center the is lab? completely fucking right. I mean, the, the, I don't think so. I think we, the center's the center. Like there's no. So who do they vote for? Who does the well, so, 
Oh, well, I don't think who is. I don't think the center is they. I think the center is a point. <laughs> yes, on a spectrum. But, it, but the center. But what we're all saying we, is we should the, actually do. We should actually do fucking show notes before this. <laughs> before we have this conversation. This is good. This is good. It's actually pretty interesting. <laughs> but the center is different than it was four years ago, eight years ago, sixteen years ago, thirty-two years ago. The center is yes. different. In each four year increment, I guess is what we're saying. So the center is different today than it was in 16. It is different in 16 than it was in 08 and 2000. And go and, back as far as you fucking want. The center is always going to be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, the center now is further left than it was 20 years ago when Bill Clinton was Ooh. the center. Ooh, boy. That's now see now we're talking yeah, about but it brought us up but it also now we're it also brings us yeah it also brings us Biden so how is this oh, Biden's way left of where Bill Clinton was <laughs> there's no question about it this current Biden I'm not talking about Biden in the Clinton era I'm talking about Come Biden the president of the United States in 2021 March 23rd it's not Biden it's it's it is literally Bernie. If it wasn't for people like Bernie, if it wasn't for Bernie, literally Bernie, from 2016 to now, pushing all of pushing that's exactly what everything Ezra that Klein fucking said. matters. <laughs> that's exactly what yeah, Ezra Klein yeah, said. but yeah, but we elected fucking Biden. So why does that happen? I don't care why it happened. I'm talking about where we are right now. Where are we right now? Where is the country? Because right Bernie, because dude, because Bernie is a threat, man. It's like. It's like the worst fucking, part is that it's not left. It's like fucking in front of your parents. It's like if you had like three women came <laughs> come over and you had like an orgy in front of your conservative. Way, way, way less controversial today than it was 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the center has moved. <laughs> okay. We're talking about politics is just we're basically talking about fucking. <laughs> Actually, I hear that these kids don't even fuck anymore. They just, they, uh, oh my God. The sperm counts are down. Like, the fucking is down. That's why I thought we were, that's why I thought we were moving right, but I, I'm not sure. Yeah, we heard sex negative. No, I think I it's, I think it's liberal right. cowardice. I think the, the, <laughs> might be. Yeah. He's just is a bunch of ballers, uh, just a ball of wackos, uh, trying to, I want the yeah. state to have sex for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I will do it, but uh, only if only if the governor says it's okay. Can, right. can I make a can I make a comment about Nina Turner, who I just learned about, but at a ga- glancing at her uh, political bio, I like her. Yeah, she's a baller because she's amazing. I brought this point up before. I looked at her resume and I see Cleveland City Council. There you yeah. go. I see Ohio State Senate. I see real fucking work. Not this bullshit Green Party yeah. bullshit. Well, we're no, going to run for president. No, run for local office. Not, not, yeah, not not to not to downgrade the Green Party people, but she. No, I'll is downgrade them all day. Fucking, Except in <laughs> other, other countries, they're more advanced. Is, but. she's a legit? Uh, she's not just legit like firebrand, but she is. A legit uh, communist, uh, and let well, me, communitarian, you know, communitarian, yeah, a socialist. Right? I don't want to call. I don't want to call her a communist or a socialist unless she identifies that way. But 
she the work she does is in the community she has a massive constituency she is the greatest i fucking love her she is one of the greatest speakers i've ever heard she's young you know she's a spring chicken she's a spring chicken under 60. She's <laughs> under young, 60. I guess. She's 53. That's young. She's a she's a hot piece under 60 and she can uh <laughs> yeah, she can she can bake my chicken and uh broil it at the same time. She's good. So she'll be all right. Interesting thing to note about Cleveland, Ohio and Ohio and the Rust Belt. You know, Ohio's become a kind of a trumpy Republican state. However, Ohio produced uh, well, Cleveland, I think Dennis Kucinich was the mayor of Cleveland. Mm. He was a pretty left guy, is a pretty left guy, right? When he was in the House of Representatives, yeah. pretty left guy, kind of wacko. He believed I actually didn't. I actually didn't. Yeah, I didn't mind Kucinich. I liked the wacko-ness. I think that actually uh, compelled me to be interested in him. So, so Dennis Kucinich, an interesting figure. Sherrod Brown is Sherrod the, Brown, yeah. is the, uh, senior Sherrod is it Sherrod? It's Sherrod. Sherrod. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been saying Sherrod. Uh, is he white or black? He's he's a white man. Uh, he's one of those guys. Who's okay. Got, so uh, I think saying Sherrod sounds like I'm making him a black guy. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, there's probably a Sherrod Brown from Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Clearly, they're definitely there. Oh, he, dude, you know how many fucking times he got into a podcast or a show because they thought he was black? And then he sh- then he showed <laughs> up and they're like, names. oh, shit. And, well, he's also old, too. He's like an old white dude now. But have and you seen the like, picture? Yeah, you remember Sherrod? <laughs> yeah, I've like, seen him. I've seen him. I mean, he's he's kind of like. Hold on, I'll look him up. I'm going to put him in the chat. Let's get a real. Let's get a real. Yeah, he looks kind of like um let's like see, let's yeah, take a look here. He's kind of ruffled, you know. I like him. He's got kind of he's got yes, 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 yes. It's funny because I was true. gonna say he looks he's like he's also an old... one of the most progressive. Oh, he's one of the most progressive people uh in in exactly politics. Yeah. So Ohio, which has gone which went Trump, I don't know how many points, but the right kind of politician can carry in Ohio. So I think that's a huge opportunity. This uh, with, uh, I don't know if it's going to be Nina Turner or whoever it is. I might go down to Toledo and do a little fucking door knocking. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, uh, we should be thinking four years from now, we're going to have a Kamala is going to be president president four years from now because uh, Joe Biden just fell downstairs going up, uh, Air Force. Oh, every every president since uh, George Washington has fallen down the stairs. Have they? Why have they all why been on camera? Die though when they're seven. <laughs> Seventy-seven. I never understand that. Why do okay, they? Or don't they? Well, Matt, why don't politicians uh, die when they're seventy-seven? It doesn't seem like they ever do. Why no, do we think don't. Joe Biden's like the twenty-seven thing? Like you know. Four fucking years. Joe There's Biden's no going to be one hundred and fifteen years old. No. If Joe Biden no, died no, no, tonight no. in his sleep, it would make total sense. I'd be like, "Oh, you yeah, believe- he's fucking, he's 80. <laughs> if you believe anything about uh, God's sense of humor, uh, Trump will live till he's one hundred and thirty-seven, and uh, Biden will be dead tomorrow. And Bernie will live just long enough to have to watch Kamala become president, and then he'll die just after that. What's I mean, God? Well, who's this God you're talking about? 
That's what I'm saying. He died at 33. believe in that. He yeah, died at God 33. Died. <laughs> 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 Did we lose Scott? <laughs> the blasphemy? <laughs> I got cut off. But... Yeah. Yeah, he didn't make it. <laughs> he died at 33. Uh, he, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. Oh man. Yeah, he he didn't he didn't really have much of a vision. He was like, yeah, it's 32. Uh I'm I'm going for it. I'm going. Yeah, he Hey, listen. Fucking hats off. It's a real a real rubble. I'll give him I'll give him credit all day long. Who I don't give credit to are the 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 people looking for back backside deals and and uh you know skating by on on pharma money so i don't know how we get around this man i mean people like nina turner she's she is uh, as far as i can tell she is legit i would never bother trying to um promote a politician ever uh unless i really thought they were in good good shape she is She's amazing. She I, is amazing. I am promoting a politician, so I don't know if you guys. I sent oh you guys shit! An email. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys want to come. No need. To, no need to give. Twenty six. Uh, this Friday. Friday. This Friday. Six o'clock. Uh, don't feel the need to give any money, but if you want to come, just here. No, no, with, you're not uh, getting any money from me, but it's because I have no say. money. It's not. <laughs> It's just not a, because I don't want to give. It's I have no. I money. saw the email too. Is this Hi, a, bucks. I'm down. Is this a physical, a physical thing, or it's a, a Zoom, a Zoomer, Zoom thing? Okay. Yeah. yeah how do we'll we do a physical we... one over the summer? It's a uh, maskless. Uh, it's a maskless <laughs> physical interaction. Everybody is uh, forced to shake hands and hug. Lots yeah. of hugs. Lots of handshaking. Uh, if you're not, if you're not willing to do that, we're not doing this. Nobody's getting any money. It's interesting. No, I, I'm, I think- I'm down. I mean, I'll, 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 uh, I'll throw some cash, and I, I, I looked him up. He's a, he's a, he's an accountability guy. He's also a neighbor. He's a good guy. So I, I like him. Uh, I like the accountability angle. That's except I don't like giving money to people who aren't fucking left. You need a, a real progressive. Uh. Are there just no progressives? Is that the thing? Is that no, what there's progressive. There's quote unquote progressives. I mean, on city council in Detroit, your progressive wing would probably be Raquel Castaneda Lopez, who is. All right, uh, then why aren't we doing a meeting for her? Well, she's not my district. Gotcha. Um, Raquel okay. is. That's uh, my question. Do you see what I'm? Do you see what I'm getting at? Is he the most progressive that you got? Uh, well, she also. What was going on with her? Like, I was reading about her kind of acting a fool and accusing everyone of racism and shit that may or may not (laughs) have been justified. And she's like, everyone's racist. And everyone or someone touched her. Who was the other council member that like tapped her on the uh, shoulder? And she's like, you fucking grab my cunt, basically. Yeah. What? Yeah. um, I think she said twat. Yeah, she's a little inflammatory. <laughs> I don't know who this person she's is. Like, she yeah. is, and and well, there's there's like so she's the first um, Latina on city mm-hmm. council, which is a big deal, you know, like which is Detroit. a big deal, but it doesn't exclude her from being 
properly no. classified as batshit crazy. Well, and so Elric, who I'm supporting for District 4, not her district, as a journalist, exposed her for having a house that was pretty blighted, basically, and ran a story about how her house was in poor shape. Uh, despite the fact that she's, you know, she's on council, she makes $75,000 a year, gets gets a car for free, um, you know, gets all the perks of 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 being on. Uh, it's 75 or 80. I can't remember what the city council salary, but it's not it's not it's not a bad salary. Um, just at the I'm right. Never line made to get, just just right below the line to get a fucking stimulus check, I assume. Uh, no, she would have. I'm sure she wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> no, she she would have got one. Um, oh fuck this! What the hell's going on? But yeah, so so Elric himself gets accused of racism for targeting people of color who are in elected Wait, office. Elric is, is black, right? No, Elric's a white. Oh, Elric's a very white man. Look at the link uh, to his website. Is his There's, name is is his first name Elric? No, Mike. Uh, it's M L Elric. He's a Pulitzer oh, Prize winning man. I was Prize having, I was guy. having like a uh, Pulitzer. Oh, sorry. sorry yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go he ahead. he won a Pulitzer when he was at the free press with Jim Schaefer for taking down Kwame Kilpatrick. Basically they, they, oh, yes. they, they got the text messages and uh, that's what got Kwame basically convicted ultimately. Um, so Jim he's, Schaefer he's like the Ferndale real estate guy. That's cool. <laughs> not that guy. Not that guy. I don't think. But uh, M M L Elric. Yeah. Yeah. Michael so Lewis. We, we can all we can all admit that that is an insanely convincing or insanely confusing set of initials and name, and M-L-L. that he definitely needed to sort that shit out way earlier. Uh, yeah, it's like it's Daniel Day Lewis. He should just be Mike Elric. No, no. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis rolls off the tongue. M L Elric. What is that? M L Elric? M L ML. ML. ML Rick. It's funny because I know a guy whose name is M L. I know a guy whose name is M L E M E L L. That's a real name. That's an actual name. But it's this the same is not name. An actual name. This the, is the, the, pho- the phonemes out of your mouth are the exact same. M L and M L. They're the same. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> phone, phonemes. Yeah, but try try using that logic, trying to pronounce M L L Rick. Hey, just call him M- Elric. M L L Rick. M L Rick. M L L Rick. M L L Rick. It's he's a kind of guy. A dope earring so too. My favorite, my favorite feature is the. I almost will never support oh, yeah. this person. Well, you can. <laughs> the, here's here's why you will like him because you could come to his his uh, fundraiser and actually give him a hard time about his name. Can I ask him about that? He'll indulge <laughs> you on that. He'll uh, he'll he's he's pretty funny guy. It'd be a very good use of my time. Uh, what, excuse me, sir. It's very nice to have a chance to talk to you tonight. Uh, I'm very confused about your name. Uh, it says M L L Rick, and I can't say it because I have a cleft palate. <laughs> well, what I like about Elric is, unlike other candidates, he's a guy who's like actually had a conversation with me. You know, like he'll well, engage. That's what anyone. you like about all these people. You just as long as they talk. What to you, you, what you? What do you? You're willing you to sell want? everyone else out. <laughs> what do you want out of a politician other than their ear and influence? Uh, that's all. You, that's all you can start with. You got to have that. 
especially at the local level. Retail politics is incredibly important. Constituent service is important. Is important. Yeah. Yes. 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 So no, no, I just have bus balls, of course. He, he's yeah. running against um, the. There's three candidates right now. Uh, one is a guy named Tucson Knight, uh, who I don't know. But I know his public persona and he runs like a youth development program. And then there's a woman, Letitia Johnson, who I do know, who um, she runs a nonprofit that has tried to stimulate some activity in the, in the neighborhoods around East English Village. So it's uh, uh, cool. Morningside, East English Village, Cornerstone Community Association. Mecca is the organization. But they in my opinion, they haven't done much and, and Letitia hasn't done much and she's run for office perennially. And I just don't see much. So to me, one of the greatest issues like Scott, Scott, you said was appealing. was accountability. Jim Schaefer. (laughs) Well, Scott, Scott said was appealing was accountability. And and to me, that's, that's one of the big things in Detroit politics because we just had a councilman, um, Gabe Leland, who is West side uh, district district seven. He was caught. He in, indi- he was indicted for taking a bribe. There's audio of him taking a bribe from Bob Carmack. Who's a scummy guy. Google Bob Carmack. He's quite a character. Uh, he's, he's a dug an enemy. Happening but, right now. He took. He's the dude with the truck that. That would drive yes the yes that's carmack oh, he, he flies are you the serious? yes oh my god oh so my god carmack was wired up and gave leland i don't know 10 grand or however many he gave him a bag of money and leland took it and was caught on tape and so so leland this was like a year and a half ago maybe yes like. yes it was a year and a half ago leland was indicted for over a year i think no one on city council, including so-called progressives like Mary Sheffield, like Raquel Castaneda Lopez, not a single person on city council called for him to resign his office. And to me, that is absolute bullshit. And that's why I want to that's why I want an accountability voice on council, because we need somebody who doesn't fear the repercussions of calling bullshit. Yeah. Saying it, yeah. I think it's time for um, I think it's time to run for office. Well, first of all, Matt, if you ran for office, um, you got my support. But <laughs> I don't think I think <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's got the uh, ability to do that. I don't even know what it takes to run for office. Um, well, what office? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be. I'm willing to be a bulldog blank slate that just fucking barrels through everything that I see. So if there's any office you think I should run for, you let me know. Well, hey, man, I really I'll, I'll think, encourage you. I really do think that this is one of the things that like uh, this. Okay. This is like the fucking linchpin to uh, just inactivity is that there are all these limitations that are, that are just baked in. It is simply the, expectations you know the expectations for the office how many times have you heard that excuse how many times is that it, the whole story is that oh well we thought we could get more but you know we got this it's like well why didn't you ask for way more and then settle for more 
It's fucking crazy to me. It's fucking bananas that people just cave instantly because it is a world of success. It's it's an actual job. That's the problem. It's it's literally getting it's getting a job as like a director at like GM. <clears throat> you just lose all of a sudden your your loyalties go away. Why why does that happen? Your loyalties go away because you don't fucking need anything anymore from these people. So you don't, you're not connected. So somebody who gets in that position that actually has no, that doesn't give a shit, that's the person we want. Well, I think sticking your, who are these people? Whether it's as a volunteer or as a candidate or, or a fundraiser or whatever it is, sticking yourself out for someone for office, whether or not you agree entirely with what they do. But if you have a relationship yeah. with them and have their ear, I think it's important. It's funny. Like I got my, uh, I got my garland. <laughs> Get your, got your garland shirt well, on. Luke, I think you went to that fun. I did. Well, I tried. I tried. I tried, but I got, uh, yeah, I, I, I missed the, the time frame. But yeah, I went there. I went you, went, there. you, you were at the cadre when he was there. Right? <sighs> yeah. Or did, I was there. Yeah. And, and it was really cool to have, you know, he did not win that race. He lost that race for for city clerk. Um, no, it wasn't Kaju. It was uh, I was on um, uh, Jefferson. Oh, okay. It was it was that that event, and yes. I missed that event. So I also missed the Kaju event. Sorry, I just don't want to be a false. Oh, I, Scott, were you there? I don't know. I th- I I did a fundraiser for Gilchrist when he ran for city clerk, and we we ran feather bowling lanes, and, he, and yeah, it was fun. I, yeah, got... I dipped in that that night. Yeah. We we had some beers and he showed up for twenty minutes and gave his like Obama speech. It was fucking awesome. It was sure. pretty, he was great. I mean, yeah. uh, and well, if he gave an Obama speech, uh, by definition, he was not great. No, the speech was good. The speech was good. Uh, okay. he, he still he used the, the Obama. Is it because he's black? Is that why you said he was like Obama? No, he was just electric. <laughs> I mean, he really was. He was. He he kind of. I mean, it was an old school politicking thing. He got up on yeah. the soapbox he didn't need to because he's like six eight or whatever but he was six he was eight is he a basketball player was did he play for uh u of m or something <laughs> no he did go to u of m but he did not play there uh no. but he, he's six uh, eight if he didn't play basketball i don't like i apparently you're not reaching your potential he's a very tall man i think he's reached <laughs> his potential he's reached some potential i think he's got a higher ceiling yet but it was you know so basically when you work for a politician even in a small way, it's great to like be involved and you do actually get an ear. And, you know, like Scott, when we went out to do the Biden canvas, yeah, I was able to sorry. walk up to Gilchrist and say what <laughs> up to him. And, you know, like I could, in theory, I could, in theory, I, if I got a hold of him or saw him, I could talk to him about an issue and have his ear in a way that I don't know. I'm not saying you got to buy influence. I mean, we raised a thousand bucks for him, which was pretty awesome. I mean, I felt pretty proud that we were able to get a thousand yeah. bucks together. But it yeah, was politicians shouldn't be. I mean, that's, that's nice, but know, I feel like you can't. You're not buying anybody. I'm not buying anybody, but at a local no, but level, that's the thing. The problem is you can't you can't buy anybody. So at the local level, fine, but. I don't know what he ever. It, it, I just, I just automatically picture somebody like that um, giving up every progressive view in order to uh, stay 
in position and he lost right so he lost his he lost his uh race so why did he lose was it because he was being too centrist or too progressive (laughs) that that does not apply to the city clerks that's like that that kind of view on things doesn't necessarily apply to a local office like city clerk so then what does apply to city clerk well honestly to win a race it's about turning fucking votes out so then you have name recognition or not. In fact, it's the hardest race to win because the person you're running against controls the apparatus of the election. So the person you're running against is the incumbent city clerk whose name is on every billboard promoting the election. On sure, I think we could win a race. <clears throat> I literally think uh, if we if we wanted to, we could win a race for a city clerk. So do we have someone? We can well, do it. Detroit city clerk. I don't know. Do you know, uh, do you know, like, I mean, I just, I just have expertise that just goes to waste because all I do is, is just promote just fucking trinkets for people, just expensive trinkets that they, they wear out and don't buy again. We need to find the next, we need to find the next real, uh, city clerk. We need to find the next real fucking, uh, you know, position. I feel like there's a way, there's an easy way to do it. It's just like applied force. I mean, essentially that is what politics has always been. It is force. It's applied force. And when it comes down to the argument stuff, yeah, I guess now we're talking more like national politics, but all that shit to me is ridiculous. So, well, in I don't know, local, man, this, stuff, this stuff is fucking nuts to me. It's just, it's just like fucking crazy. It's like, oh, well, uh, well think local. local. Well, in a local race, it's about, I mean, it's, it's COVID, so it's fucked up, but it's about pumping hands. <laughs> it's about, it's hand about connecting. Pumping, I'm serious. It's, it's, about, it's, it's hand piping. You got to get real in there. It's you got, a you real get in front of people. job. You, you got to get in front of people. Look at those fucking hands it's just wrist it's like wrist to hand in a point like in a way that it's just a solid smooth pipe hand to hand well i more more voters engaged and by that i mean like in a meaningful conversation or in a real interaction on a local level is going to win you more than money does on a local level local politics is a there's not a lot of people who vote they're highly motivated. How many voters. locales? How many locales are there out there? You know, fucking crazy this shit is. Well, there's, uh, well, you know, there's in Michigan. There's cities, villages, townships, counties. <laughs> yes. And uh, I think I lived in all of them. Uh, I think they just got redefined <laughs> as as there were De- more people. De- Detroit's the biggest non-county office you can get. Detroit has its own health department. It has its own. Well, or excuse me, it has its own council. Its own executive you know yep. they, they talk about the big three the big four which is the mayor of detroit the and then the three county executives oakland uh macomb and wayne and then you have cities villages and townships most cities don't have a strong mayor form of government they have they probably have a a, a city um administrator which is like a more of a, a bureaucratic position. That's like a paid position. It's not really an elected position. 
Hamtramck has a mayor, for instance, but that's a largely symbolic role. It's got a city council that makes some decisions, but it has it has a, a city administrator. And, and same with Ferndale. They have a mayor, too, but it's the power at, in in unless you're talking like Pontiac, Ypsilanti, some right, some right, mid-sized right. cities. There's not a lot of power in, in those local offices. These are usually seen as stepping stones for politicians you know they're they're basically building well well i guess some some just want to stay in that position because they're they're locals they're always going to be locals actually those are probably your best politicians but a lot of people are using these stepping stone the most powerful offices in southeast michigan are city of detroit mayor plus the county executives because those are constituencies of more than a half a million people or more Mm-hmm. You know, Wayne County's got 1.8 million people, of which Detroit is 600,000, right? You gotta be kidding me. 1.8? I think oh Wayne County God. is. I mean, Detroit, Detroit was 2.53 million in 1953. 1.8, actually, I'd take the under if I was better. Yeah, it's, 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 Christ, it's, that is so uh, depressing. Wayne County's uh, 2019 estimate is 1,750,000. 1, 1,750,000. That is um, so fucking brutal, man. It was I gotta, two I gotta go, guys. I gotta eat. Shit. I gotta go, okay. Yeah. All right. We all gotta, gotta go. Gotta yeah. No, you guys we'll keep do a yeah. drop. Don't let me, don't no, no, we'll, we'll do a drop. I gotta, I gotta go. do yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We're all, we're all being like silly. We gotta go. All right. What's next week? What are we doing? Ooh, next week. Shut up. We'll talk later. Well, we will, but but let's we'll, we'll text on we'll text on Monday night. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. do like um, Friday. Let's do Friday and then like have the weekend. That's what I need Friday. personally. Good God. My think God. about your shit right, over gotta, the week. We, we gotta talk. We gotta talk. Think about your shit over the week. Send it out and let's kind of like have an idea by the weekend so we can spend time reading each other's yes. shit. Yes, 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 yes. That All sounds right. that sounds good. I'm 100 percent down. When's the, hey, do we have a practice coming? Do we have another practice? Uh, Ian's uh, going to send a practices, text. Practices practices are very very optional. So none of these practices. Yeah, but I'm I'm opting in on the next practice. No, no. What you need to do is opt in on a practice with us, like us three. You know, bare minimum. You, me, and Matt. You don't. So need why don't to, we just go throw? To, a don't go out. Don't go out there with these week. people yet. They're fucking crazy. Can you guys? Honestly, can I'm not going to be able uh, to. Do I got it. my vaccine Thursday, my dose one, my dose two is April 14th. After that, I'll be able to do this kind of shit, but I, otherwise I'll catch cool. grief. If oh, okay. So you, okay. So that's what you're doing. Okay. I got it. I, I was like, I just assumed everybody was just like fucking off on the uh, practices, but yeah, it makes sense. There's real reasons to do it. So, Everyone's kind of the same, door is thing, kind of opening for vaccines right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. I just, everyone I, is I kind of being offered the vaccine right now. So that's so why what, what I heard, what I heard is you can actually go on, you can actually go on the site and whatever you can go on like your county site or something. You can actually <clears throat> register for it. Matt, how did you do it actually? I called the city of Detroit line, and they're basically anybody sixteen and over who works in Detroit in an office job. You could probably qualify, Luke. Call them, set up an appointment. I called this morning and they gave me a Thursday appointment. 
Yeah, you work in Dude, Detroit, right, Luke? This morning, you got a Thursday appointment. You got an yep, appointment. Yeah. That is the most efficient thing I've ever heard in Detroit. That's amazing. No, actually, Duggan is really doing an awesome job at the vaccine rollout. It's just the truth. It's uh, fuck that's, politics. Actually, Duggan's that's, a perfect Duggan's thing crushing the, the vaccine. That's my point about left and right local. It's yeah, it's about yes. what have you done for me lately? That's all it is on yes. a local level. Yeah, I got yeah, a needle. Yeah. I got a needle in my arm because I, I called a number and it took me four minutes to get an appointment. Yeah, and I'll be fully vaxxed on the fifth. Weren't they yeah. professional as hell when you called? Dude, slick. Just answer the phone. Hi, what's going on? What do you do? I live in Detroit. Sweet Monday on the fifth. Monday, March fifteenth at one o'clock. Text message Hi. confirmation before you text hang up message the phone. confirmation. Email confirmation show up they have it all figured out and yeah i mean yeah i mean sure it's it's strange to get uh have a nurse reach into your car in the parking lot of the tcf center but we're getting covid vaccines here like let's just do it yep so, get that appointment yeah, man, april april 5th i'll be ready to rock and roll and then i i also was like uh my wife needs one too and they're like, what's her name and date of birth? And I was like, da-da-da-da-da. And they're like, okay, you have the same appointment. Just drive together. Yeah, that's how my parents are rocking. Exactly. Here. This yep. is the thing. Waste no none of these. Just give them to everybody. Whoever wants yep. to get it, just keep pumping it out. All right, got to go. All right. All right. See you guys. guys good talk. Hey, I'll talk to you soon. See, See you later. later.